consequences of my actions. A year of, no, it's not about COVID. A year of reviewing things that led us to here. A day of reviewing things. Welcome to episode 267 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Our top tens of 2021. It's been a whole year. I'm trying to forget about it, but I'm joined by my friends. Let's talk about them first. I got Brandon T. McClure. Hello, Brandon. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been it's been a whole year since we last talked. It's crazy. Yes. Ben Ben Magnet, that joke never goes old, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it never go never gets old. I got Sparks Witty, my brother from another mother in another house at the at the moment. How's it going? Not even a house, a hotel. A it's hotel. Crazy. There you go. And it's me, Ryan Eliopoulos. I have COVID, <clears throat> and that's why Sparks, my roommate, is in a hotel. Because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a sick boy. Uh, I don't go out and parties. Don't get crazy, conspiracy theorists. Uh, I just got irresponsible coworkers, and now I'm one of them. So welcome. Welcome to the podcast. We're digital. I mean, we're always digital, but we're remote this time. Um, you, were, you were sacrificed to the god of capitalism. I was sacrificed to the god of capitalism, but I've been home just hanging out with a bunch of cats. It's been kind of nice feel poopy but kind of nice what's up brandon i don't know how else to go do about this intro anymore well why don't i just say welcome back we're back from it's been a couple of weeks at this point uh this was a nice long break i think we had it was um, it was mostly nice i will say yes it has been would have nice. been nicer if ryan didn't get covid yeah yeah deb's the breaks um but while we were gone we were not done working there were a lot of stuff that happened between the last episode and this one uh ryan you did not do a downright annoyed yet no that's in the future potentially depending right. on what they say so that link if it happens will be in linked below uh when the audio comes around with this episode Bam. every time um, you say future i always think i always think of squidward going future it's like all like, like spongebob all i ever think about i agree uh, I, th- I, I, you know, I'm full-time writer now. Um, so, you know, I'm poor, but I've been writing, um, a lot. And so like, there's a lot of stuff from me from screen rant, which is up right now. I've, I've, once again, like I said, last episode, my author page, it will always be linked below as I keep updating that there's going to be a lot of stuff. I'm, I have to write like five articles a week. So, um, uh, there's like, there's a cool, uh, I really enjoy looking back at the animated movies and shows from last year. Um, some of the stuff going forward, um, like sci-fi shows, comedy shows, and things like that. Um, you know, hey, they're listicles, guys. You know what you know what the deal is. But I'm enjoying writing them. So that's, that's what's important. That's good. Uh, wait, that doesn't say Ryan. That says Ben. Ben, Damn. you have two two old school gamer magazine articles up right now. I do. Uh, the first uh, one of them is essentially like just looking back at some of the big headlines from 2021, like uh, the retro headlines, and then the other one is about getting video games as as gifts because during like the week of Christmas, people were wondering is like is it was it better to get video games as presents as a kid as opposed to as an adult? And I say if you get a video game as a present while you're an adult, it kind of means a little bit more. So, I mean, that's that's my take on it. But either way, Game Games as Presence is still always a fun time. So, yeah, both those articles are down there in the description below. It's true. And, Ben, you were very busy uh, as you, uh, well, Grayson technically released these now. But you yeah. were on Grayson Live's YouTube channel uh, for two weekends. There are two series up right now, Mario Party, uh, two episodes, and a Mario Jeopardy. <laughs> I did it again. Mario Kart. Oh, um, darn. <laughs> um, a Mario Kart. Man, F me. Um, <laughs> two episodes and a Jeopardy two episodes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's there's more coming. I can't say what exactly, but there's more on the way. Let's the, go. The, the last Jeopardy. 
the the last Jeopardy. By the way, you told that Mexico story on that one of those episodes. It was I very did, yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I did tell I did tell the uh, me as a first grader thinking Mario was Mexican because I thought he said Mexico in Mario Kart sixty four. I totally told that story and the Mario Kart and, episode. Uh, I just want to mention that the Jeopardy episode, the second one, was very frustrating because I knew a lot of the answers that you didn't, and I was yelling at my <laughs> screen. Isn't that isn't that Jeopardy for you? Yep, that's it. I just know um, that you know, what the Jeff that Jeopardy. I haven't rewatched it yet, but I just know that the one of the um, um, what you call it categories was the state of Montana, where my mom's yeah. family is from. So of course I'm going in there like, oh, I'm gonna nail this one, and I get a few questions wrong. I'm like, oh no, my hubris. And remember, Ben, a tomato is a fruit. Tomato is a fruit. Tomato is a fruit. That's a callback. Yeah. Um, there are some episodes from our network also. That's all the stuff that we have for like the personal stuff, but our network still released some episodes. Um, there was a there are two episodes right now, a Fickner's Watch for Star Trek Discovery, episodes five is one episode, and then six and seven are the next episodes because of the holidays. We had to double up. Um, I really enjoyed six and seven. Mike really didn't, and that ended up being a very fun conversation. Ooh. Um so I've I've been enjoying that one. Discovery is on a hiatus about a month uh so we will come back when when that hiatus is done um and then we have our hawkeye fickner's watch episode four through six half of that show well you talk about the whole thing well with the, after the yeah um that's up now so we finally were able to talk about all all that and all, all the stuff that happened in those last three episodes um good discussion you were not on that one. No, that was that was when I was sick before yeah. I knew it was COVID. Um, <laughs> really good discussion. I'm. Yeah. I wish. I now wish. Like I always want to be part of this stuff. But like yeah. I thought you guys had a really good in depth conversation about everything, and I mostly agree with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's a little bit of sizzle there from 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 Ryan. I never get um, to listen to our content because I'm usually on it. <laughs> that's yeah. I do the same. Yeah. There was also um something I forgot to mention that I'll bring up right right now. Uh, that post credit scene for Hawkeye ass i hate that song um <laughs> oh yeah i'm glad you're yeah. on my side with that one yeah um boy did not appreciate that um actually i saw that actor the guy who plays uh the the, the lead in that musical uh in another adam movie pascal. Adam in a, pascal. Yeah. In, a, in a movie i'll talk about today adam, oh, adam pascal's oh. really great but like can't salvage that no um I for a second, oh. Brandon, I couldn't think about what you were talking about. Well, I was like, what what post credit scene Hawkeye? There wasn't, oh, the musical number. You erased The it. musical number. I did. Right. I erased it from my memory. Uh, Basement Arcade had a, 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 a an episode as well, just before the hiatus, um, where you talk about handhelds with Ron the Pharaoh and who was the guy's uh, name? Patrick Brickhouse from Patrick uh, Retro Blast Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's the la- that was the last episode of 2020. Um, hopefully a new episode mm-hmm. will be coming up. No, 2021? Shiza. It's a very long time ago. That was a, can you imagine? So yeah, that was the last episode of 2021. New episodes will be hopefully coming up soon, but, you know, we're, things are going on, so I don't know when new episodes of Base Arcade will come up, but when they do, cool. Um, the audio and the video for that is are in the link, uh, mm-hmm. are linked below. Um, oh, Mortal Kombat X! We finally released the first episode of Mortal Kombat X for Basement Arcade. Yeah! Slowly but surely, make it was, downtown. It was gonna be weekly, but <laughs> but I, I can't go home. <laughs> Someone got the COVID. Um, that's that's linked below though. I'm really excited. That's finally up. Um, I rewatched that. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that game and doing that with you guys. You got caged. Um, and the 
I'm sure everyone watched it at this point. Nobody's going to watch it at, at two two weeks after. But the holiday annual did go up. We marketed it. That is also a description below. If you guys want to, if you guys have not seen the holiday annual yet, hey, give that a, give that a check out. It's definitely a good like uh, primer of our top ten here because we talked about things that we're not going to have time to talk about here. No. And that's all the links in the description. So who wants to go first with their three weeks? Three weeks mean Speed nothing. Run. When you're when you're sick, um, I'll go first. Um, I caught up on a lot of comics, but I don't need to like talk about any of them. I caught up on almost all the X Men books. I'm staring at them right there because it's a big pile. Um, I caught up on those. I caught up on Iron Man. Um, I'm sure I caught up on other things. There's a lot of comics here. They're all great, guys. Please check out Iron Man. That book is so sensational. It might be a book I talk about a little bit later on more. Uh, uh, let's see. Um. I watched a couple movies that are also going to be on my list later. I just I was trying to catch up on some movies, but the one I will I will say is one of my honorable mentions that I'll talk about now. It's The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is a new new Michael Showalter film starring Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain, and that's a movie about some real life um, ev- uh, e- evangelicalist evangelicalist Evangel- tele- televangelist televangelist they're evangelicals thank you yeah. guys i got the mind rot i'm super it's gonna be like this the whole the whole show i'm real tired let me tell you um that movie's sensational and i was really curious about the rave reviews because it's by a guy michael showalter who worked on stuff like wet hot american summer and some like other like really like abstract comedy stuff uh and then he directed the big sick with uh camille nanjiani so like he's been making like a real turn to make like big ass like real movies not that they weren't before but you know he was mainly comedian um this movie is incredible and the performances are sensational and I, I had such a good time and it's so sad and so like real. Um, highly recommended for the performances. The Eyes of Tammy Faye based on a true story. You could have watched those people growing up. They're they're crazy religious people. I also watched that movie and I echo a lot of what you said. I really liked it. Hell yeah. Um, I played a lot of Fortnite by myself. That's almost sounded like I started crying just my voice cracked. Um, <laughs> uh, I really like the season Can we a lot. hug you? We're going to hug you. Big hugs. Sorry, sorry Big you're hugs. playing Fortnite by yourself, right? No, it's okay. I played a little bit with some friends. Um, I really like the season. Um, it is so fun swinging around in those Spider-Man gauntlets. Like I actually enjoy getting them. Um, it feels great. It keeps looking better and better. Um, what else? I played some more Halo Infinite. That game's still real fun. Um, I don't know how much longer I have. Probably a couple more hours. I'll probably beat that in the next week. Then I'm still sick. Um, uh, I didn't do shit with you, Sparks, because I haven't seen you. Um, I think that's it. I mean, like, honestly, I've just been, like, watching a lot of YouTube. I've been rerunning It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because that's my comfort show. Um, feeling kind of poopy. That's me, Did baby. you, did you beat Chris Wendell yet? Oh, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, I, he's actually one of the first people you beat. I already, okay. I, I messaged about that, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was like, uh, it took me 20 minutes to beat you. And he's like, ah, oh, should have took 30, winky face. I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, I'm just that good. Sorry, Chris. Um, and yeah, uh, that's, I think that's me. And if I think of something, I'll spit it out later. All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, Banner Sparks? Uh, I could go. Um, let's see here. Uh, not, not really a ton that I need to get into right now. Like, obviously, we did Hawkeye. We could talk about that. Uh, you can go see our thing. A new oh, chapter. Oh, Ooh. I saw the Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I also saw. I assume all I, of us did that. Yeah, yeah. It, it since the last time we were here, I have watched all of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, same. I guess we'll be talking about that soon. Uh, so I'm not going to say much about it. But all of the Matrix happened, um, and many things related to the Matrix. 
uh i watched an hour long all kinds of stuff i watched an hour long video detailing every plot thing that happened in the matrix online so i was fully ready <laughs> they, they, yeah man. i went deep i'm so much matrix in my brain um uh flash armageddon i finished it um it was good it was a good event um it's all about Eobard making a reverse flashpoint to screw up Barry's life. The first three episodes had a lot of promise and four and five kind of like really trip up because this is super weird and I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it but like you know how they talked about all the stars that are crossing over into this one but like they're not all happening at once so like you kind of get one or two per episode. Mm -hmm. Um, The episode with Batwoman is set in an alternate 10 year future (laughs) but she's basically the same as she is currently. Hmm. like it's kind of still talking about the exact same plot stuff that's happening with her right now does she have like a gray streak in her head or something no no they do Ah, do nothing to age them they do zero to age them 10 years they are uh, 10 years ahead in an alternate timeline that thawne had created do they do that they do this she's not she's not yeah it's a plot reason it's it's barry finding out that like Thon rewrote his life, but I don't know why they had to go 10 years in the future. That's never explained why they couldn't have just, like... So Barry runs to the future to find out what happens, but, like, why do we have to do 10 years? Why is it, like... It's a whole thing. They did do a really good... So the beginning of the event, they do this really good thing where, like, the first two episodes have gone by, and I'm like, where's Joe? And why are some people acting weird about when he's brought up? And then all of a sudden you learn that you as an audience and Barry don't know that Joe's dead. Oh. And Joe was murdered by Thon. No. Um, but Barry didn't know it, and you didn't know it. And so it's like, oh. And so all these characters are upset because Barry's acting like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Does that uh, does that work when like everyone find that like like you find out like at the same time as everyone else that, that Joe was murdered? Does that make does that make sense? Does that work for the Well you find out you find out when Barry finds out. Everybody oh, okay. else knew. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. So you're finding out with Barry, and okay. so Barry's like shocked. That's the shock. It's not like a complete that... out of nowhere. Like this comes out. Okay. Wait. Barry thinks he's losing his mind, and so he actually goes to Black Lightning and says, like, because Despero's saying that Flash destroys the future. It's not Flash. It's the Reverse Flash. But the Reverse Flash has messed Barry up and turned him into the Reverse Flash by creating a Reverse Flash point. Okay. And so Barry thinks he's losing his mind because he didn't remember Joe dying. And he's like, how could I not remember that? Like, so he really does think he's going crazy. Gotcha. Uh, and all of that stuff really works. But then we go into this like tenure thing and they change the characters. Not at all. Batwoman's not the only one who like, they decide to pick up the same relationship shit that's happening right now and say 10 years in the future, that's still happening. And I'm like, that's weird. I got, I got two questions. One sure. is, jo- is Joe dead in the main timeline or just the no, once, once it's fixed. Okay. Then Joe's saved. Got it. Okay. And then but, in the, but yes, in the main timeline, when you start the event, which is the start of the season, yeah. he's already dead. You just don't know it. Oh, you're already in the alternate timeline. You're already in the alternate timeline, but you and Barry don't know it. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, did you get everything you wanted out of Black Lightning and the Flash? Because I remember that was something you were excited not, for since Crisis. Not not everything but it was really satisfying to see him it felt very like rewarding overall um i think especially for people who are fans of that show to get to see that character come back and kind of play like a mentor role to barry Mm -hmm. as like a older superhero who recognizes the value of uh, i think his i think it's a shame that there can't be more of it because honestly i think his dynamic in the role that oliver played to barry makes a lot more sense and works better Mm -hmm. but it was nice to even get an episode where they did that that's cool. 
But the fifth episode includes Mia Smoke and Oliver's daughter. Yeah. and From the future. And they pick up the plot thread with her from her the end of her failed spinoff pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And so they're just continuing it, but they're not resolving it. And she's basically just kind of there to acknowledge that they're still thinking about her. Mm-hmm. But she adds Aww. nothing to the story. They just didn't her, want to forget her. The writers are like, we'll get that spinoff, whether whether you it's, like it or it's not. Very, it's very weird. And like, she could have not been in the episode and the episode wouldn't have changed at all. Like the story for the all the Flash characters, like it doesn't change anything that she's there. It's It's mm-hmm. just kind of stupid that she's included. I'm a little biased because I don't really care for that character, but like she really didn't add anything. Right. Anyway, that's all I really want to say about Flash. A new chapter for Dragon Ball Super came out. It was really good. I'm really happy with it. I'm getting um, there. Megan and I continued watching Scream the series. Uh, I only want to talk about a specific thing, which is that um, so seasons one and two happen, and then season three is different and following different characters, and it's a whole different setup. But season one and two take place in this place called Lakewood. And season one was really good. Season two is a little muddled, but overall pretty satisfying. But season two left left you with a cliffhanger ending. And then they had uh, six months later on Halloween, they had like a finale special. And so Megan and I go into that finale special assuming, oh, we're going to tie up that last loose end and then boom, we're done. We got all the Lakewood stuff done. And they instead introduced a brand new killer and take him on in like an hour and a half, an hour and a half and just like handle it. And then at the end of the thing, they're like, but still there's that other thing that we haven't handled yet and it never will be. And I'm like, why would you not just solve this thing and be done? You had the loose plot thread and they decided to spin off into a whole other story. That's Um, five, that's five cream right there. That's what that's about. So that was um, that was interesting, but we're enjoying it. We watched the first episode of the third season, which is now with new kids, and and I do like it. It's different. It's very confusing, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. First off, both of us were high when we watched it last night. <laughs> For starters, I have to deal with Cathing real quick, but thumbs up. <laughs> what happens is that a kid is going around in a ghost face uniform. Uh, trick-or-treating with another kid so he's just it's it's the ghost face outfit but it's like a cheap costume version but it's still the ghost face mask and everything classic uh trick-or-treating and then a bully steals his candy and throws it over the fence into a junkyard where he says the hook man is and his brother doesn't believe in the hook man so they go in and they try and get his candy but the hook man's real and the hook man gets the kid and stabs him and he's like i got you and that kind of thing uh while he's in the puts like the hook through the ghost face mask but the hook man is Tony Todd. What? Uh, and I'm like, is this is this a Candyman story? <laughs> <laughs> it's and the like, Scream Candyman universe. And like, I still don't know. Cause I'm like, wait, because Tony Todd, like, he's just in that opening scene, and then we haven't done anything with him again since. And I'm like, you knew what you were doing. <laughs> and like, and like they're black kids, and most yeah. of the cast is black. And I'm like, <laughs> Secret Candyman. Is this a Candyman scream story? Now is it now is it Scrandyman or is it Keem? Man, I don't know. Okay, so like, it's weird. And I and the first episode has given me no answer, so I can't help you. But I remember like I I distinctly like had to turn to make it be like, 
did that happen? <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> like, I'm high, but I'm not that high. Like, That's that funny. was Tony Todd. <laughs> That's they were just going to bring in, like, a bunch of, like, famous actors who played serial slashers in, like, different roles just like theirs. That'd be wild. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think yeah. that's the bit. But, like, that would be insanely fun if they just did that. And it's just, like, convenient, like, homages. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's Scream the Series. Uh, I watched Iron Man 3 because it was Christmas. Oop. Um, that's a good movie. That's a very I like good that movie. movie. Very good movie. I watched, I watched a little bit more Mobile Suit Gundam, but not a lot. Uh, watch the first two episodes of Boba Fett. I assume we're going to do a conversation mm-hmm. soon. We just have to coordinate it, so I'm not going to say a bunch about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also watched watched that thing. I did the you same. Too. I did the same. I you're all good nerds. I know. Um, I got a board game called Star Wars Outer Rim for Christmas from mm-hmm. a, a friend Pepper, and um, it's very complicated, but also pretty cool. Uh, and the, I, I don't want to say too much about it, I, but it's it's just it, the layout is very neat with how it does. It's like space travel. You're basically you have depending what character you choose. This has like Doctor Afra in it. This has Han Solo. This is all set between three and four. So you're your Boba Fett, your Han Solo, your Lando, your Doctor Afra, your um, the Trandoshan whose name escapes me. Bosk. Bosk. Um, Listen, for no those... reason, for no reason, I'm curious, is there a, is there a black looking named Black Crescenton there? I was about to say, is there? No, there isn't. I'm Wait, just curious. Uh, how do you say, how do you pronounce his name again? Black Crescenton? Okay, that's how you say it. Possibly, <laughs> unless the show tells us otherwise. <laughs> but the, I mean, what uh, show? Who knows? I didn't say anything. There's <laughs> uh, So you're playing these characters and whoever you pick, you have a different you get to choose your faction setting. Like you get to, you, everyone's at neutral. So you, there are for the four factions, the syndicates, the huts, the rebellion and the empire. And you get to choose one of them. You can decide if you're positive with one of them to start the game. Mm, and like then everything you do after that affects is how your faction is handled. And depending on what you do, what kind of bounties you take on or jobs you do and where you do them changes the relationship of those factions and if you happen to run in with the characters who are patrolling for those factions what happens and how severe the penalty could be or the reward i like complicated Mm. games because they're usually more rewarding that way yeah so i really like that and the last thing i'm only going to gush about a little because i imagine it's going to come up later is arcane Mm -hmm. believe the hype yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i have watched almost all of it i have a single episode left and it's killing me um <laughs> that show's incredible guys that show is incredible um i will just more would about you it believe later. it's the most expensive animated show of all time a hundred percent i would yeah because it is gorgeous that's why all those other netflix shows look so bad because this one had to look so good this like, one watch i only watched the first episode and, and like i was amazed at just kind of the movements of the animated characters because like I, I, I paused it because I was admiring it so much. And I was like, look at that. You see how he's moving his head constantly when he's talking? That's something you only see in movies. You don't see that in, in television shows because it's very easy to not do that. Well, That's cause incredible. Because it, it costs money. I the, the animation is so beautiful. And like the story is incredible too. Um, it, and, but the animation being so pretty is obviously like wonderful. Um, I, I, there's this one sequence, I, I will say more about Arcane later, but there's one sequence I'm going to bring up just because we're talking about the animation. They do a lot of like um, montaging over events. And so you see it a lot in like 
CW kind of shows a lot where it gets to the end of an episode and they start showing you like characters in different places with a buildup of music and that kind of thing. This does it, but it does it better. I think more like comic book style where you're seeing like someone overlaying something and you understand that what they're saying in that moment is relevant to the visuals you're seeing of another moment, that kind of thing. Well, you have one episode where you see two characters coming together romantically for the first time and also another character messing with a gemstone for the first time. And as he's reaching out to the gemstone, him connecting with it is blending into this background that then their bodies coming together is morphing in between the moments of. And it's like, this is art. Like, it's, <laughs> it's incredibly beautiful. I was it's like, wow, wow, that's amazing. Fantastic. Um, so I will say more about that there, but that's it for me. Uh, I want to. I want to real quickly because I want Ben to go next. But real quickly, just say there's a plane crash on my street. I just got the notification on the train tracks that are not far from my street. There is a plane crash. Wow. wow. I assume it's a smaller plane. I we were right plane. next to an airport. Right, right next to an airport. Wow, that's a big plane. No, no, I, like I, a small, like a small airfield. Oh yeah, that's definitely a yeah. small plane. Yeah. Was it Harrison Ford? Harrison, you gotta stop, man. <laughs> I don't know, oh, but I just, got the, I just got the notification. I was like, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, what? wait for the notification right at the end of this podcast. Indiana Jones delayed another. I hope those people are fine. <laughs> man, that was. All right, Ben, you want to go next? That, that's gonna be like one ass, one weird ass, one as weird ass notification. It's like. Why the heck is there a plane that just landed on the tracks over here? What the hell? Then if it falls, it's got to land somewhere. It's got to land somewhere, yeah. Uh, I hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I hope so too. Damn. Okay, so what did I do over my three weeks? Um, Like Ryan, I also played some Fortnite by myself. Not because of, well, because when I came home from work, um, everyone else was asleep. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, season's fun. I'm having a good time. I'm slowly but surely inching my way to unlock Spider-Man. I'm on level 75 right now, so I'm getting there. Wow, good job, bud. Thank you. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, so I started rewatching Demon Slayer and I finished Mugen Train. So nice. I finished the entire Mugen Train arc and I'm on the new season. Um, I haven't caught up on the new season yet, but I'm, you're about to watch I'm... Mugen Train again, then, because <laughs> that's what that first, that's what the second season is. No, I watched that. I watched the Mugen Train arc and then I went into the second oh. season. Yeah, so okay. I watched the Mugen Train stuff and then I went straight after Mugen Train. So okay, okay, yeah. Uh, another anime that I also been. Uh, watching here and there is long a long time ago sparks loaned me mobile suit gundam war in the pocket and i've been watching that so yeah it's it's good do you say it. war war in the pocket yes that's what it's called i just want to be sure you know what yeah. uh you know what the war is over it's a full, it's a pocket full of sunshine mag is in the chat says already have the no way home bundle and and having a ball yeah oh, you get nice. that uh that that integrated suit in the blacks in the black and white suit or whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No way home, but I've got it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Yes. So um other than that, uh I watched The Witcher. I haven't seen the new season of The Witcher yet, but I watched the animated show on Christmas Day. There's so much Witcher. You mean stuff. the movie? Oh I mean the yeah, movie. Yeah, not the animated show, the animated film. Yeah. yeah. Uh Nightmare of the Wolf, which is really good. And as I was watching it. Fanny was sitting next to me because she's already in the like she finished the second season of The Witcher already. So she's sitting there watching the the movie with me. And she's like, "Man, I really wish I watched this before season two. I'm like, "Why?" It's like, "Oh, because they mentioned monsters in season two that I had no idea who they were." I'm like, "Oh, well, good thing I'm watching it now." Then. It all so, connects. 
Yeah. Uh, so, studio Studio mirrored that movie. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. It is. Oh, it was such a. It was so good. It was like, man, this is just so. Even fan was like, why have I seen this? I've seen this style before. I was like, yeah, this is this is the studio that animated Korra and Voltron. She's like, oh, no wonder. And the Dota corporate. Dragon's Blood, which yeah, is yeah. still on my list to watch. That I have. I'm glad you watched. I'm glad you watched that movie. It's really cool. I love it a lot. Yeah. Um, going into other video games, I played. I dabbled a little bit in the Pokemon. I'm on Victory Road, so I'm getting close to finishing that. Um, also, like Brand said, I've been writing a lot for OSG. Uh, speaking of OSG, I told the four of you, but I haven't told uh, OMG. And... Yeah, four, and... told the four of us. One. Yeah, I, oh, I told the three of you. Shut up. I can't do numbers. You know this. <laughs> so there's a very good chance that I'm going to get published in the magazine proper soon. Yeah. So here we go. I... so i'm just what i so the owner said he was gonna message me and we'll talk so if i have to step away that's why but i mean i'll let you guys know what happens but uh yeah i'm like 99 sure because they gave an article i wrote to one of the editors and the editor said i worked on it and i formatted to fit the style of magazine so i'm like 99.9999% sure that it's gonna happen i'm excited for you dude yeah, I mean that that would be awesome. I'm just waiting for the confirmation, and then hopefully, I if I get that during recording, I'll step away for a hot second, and then come back and be like, I'm officially getting published. So oh, you're having uh, a baby, woo! But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That's that's something that's been like, yay. Uh, besides that, otherwise, oh, so I got I've been reading manga. No, I've been reading manga again. I started reading huh? Final Fantasy Lost Stranger. Um, I got this for Christmas, and then I got the other volumes right afterwards. Um, I, I miss reading manga. It's been a long time since I really like de- de- um, dove into a manga series, and I've been like wanting to read the next volume after. I was like just constantly just wanting to get the next volume and wanting to see what happens next. So this, I feel like this is re-sparking my love of uh, reading, and hopefully, I might get more manga soon down the line. Yeah, I have a manga for you if you want to check it out. Uh, There's a little one called Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that sounds familiar. I'll, I'll probably check it out. But, yeah, besides, that, besides that, uh, that's pretty much my week. I, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. I saw Matrix Resurrections and I played some Knockout City with Brandon. That was fun. All right. I will go next. I will also say I watched a lot of Matrix, but I'm not going to speak on to any of it because well, until a little bit later in this episode, but also because we're going to be doing a bunch of Matrix episodes. And so I want to I hope you guys it. like the Matrix because you're stuck with it forever. We're getting three weeks of the Matrix, guys. Once um, you're in, you can't get out. Once you're jacked in, you can't jack off. So some of the things I did this week, I'm not going to talk about because they're Christmas movies and who cares? And because I, um, there's a couple that are actually on my top 10. So I'll wait there. So I'll just talk about some of the other stuff. The Eyes of Tammy Faye already said, like that movie a whole lot. Uh, I got into an Andrew Garfield kick. Um, really enjoyed it. Love him. Um, I watched Matthew Vaughn's first ever movie, Layer Cake. Um, Daniel Craig. Yeah, an early Daniel Craig, an early Tom Hardy. Um, a lot of great, a lot of great actors in that movie. Um, Matthew Vaughn was kind of mimicking um, the guy who directed the, the Gentleman, Guy, guy Ritchie. Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, Guy Ritchie was initially supposed to uh, uh, direct it and Matthew Vaughn was going to produce it. And then Guy Ritchie stepped away and then Matthew Vaughn picked it up. And that, and you can tell he's mimicking Guy Ritchie. So it's kind of a lesser Guy Ritchie movie, but still mm-hmm. very good because it's well written and well acted. 
I don't think Matthew Vaughn really clicked as a as a director until Stardust, which was his next movie. But still, like that was the one where I think he really went wild, and that's kind of where it solidified his style. I'm glad he did that because I don't think I would have liked a guy Ritchie knockoff. No, he's doing that himself these days. Oh, oh. sorry, guys. Um, I don't mean it. I watched West Side Story. It's fine. The internet, I hyped it up. It's a very pretty movie, but it's still the West Side Story. Mm-hmm. People are acting like it's, oh, it wrapped me in a blanket of cinema. I'm so happy you loved it. It's still West Side Story. I've Let's seen say. so much acclaim from people I respect that I'm excited to see it for myself. That's that's very that's that's very true. There's a lot of people like I understand that my bias comes from the fact that I've seen the West, I've seen West Side Story a lot, and I don't really. I was hoping for something like not different because there's not a change that you can make that story, but like East Side Story. No, but like something that like breathes new life into the story. And I'm like, no, it's just that story. It's very well, it's very pretty and very well shot and very well acted. Um, but like I was, it didn't scratch the itch I was hoping it would. Is really where I'm coming from. Not like in the Heights, right? That you saw? I really liked In the Heights. There you go. Um, and I really liked another musical I watched this year. Um, Hilda and the Mountain King. That's the movie from Hilda. Uh, Hilda season two ended and then they teased the movie. Uh, really great. Uh, I was actually on the verge of tears. Uh, it's a fantastic little movie, um, bridging the gap between Hilda season two and season three. Um, highly recommend it. And, uh, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. I thought you watched it already. No, I, I watched the first three. I never watched the fourth one. Hmm. So I finally sat down and watched the fourth one. Whoo boy. Um, wow. Uh, needless to say, I really liked it. I like Evangelion, but there's a lot to talk about. And I really, really desperately hope our 300th episode is about those movies. Well, it's definitely not going to happen anytime soon. So that hopefully 300. Well, but like, remember 200 was the, you know, oh, yeah, the yeah. Evangelion. So let's, oh, let's do it. Um, right. Okay. Cobra Kai season, season four, fifth one's coming out. Cobra Kai season four dropped um, just at the end of the year. I uh, watched it. Um, awesome. Least stupid. Um, it's a really stupid show, and, but it revels in its stupidity. Um, and I think that's kind of where they finally figured out what they should be doing and kind of be this ridiculous 80s movie universe that just happened to somehow stumble into 2021 um and, and just kind of have fun with that and i think that's kind of where the joy comes in it's really hokey and the action sequences are better this season um really enjoyed it um that's a that's a pretty solid show uh if you can get through kind of the the muddy stuff in the first season of like do we like bullying no the answer is no <laughs> um yeah uh jurassic world camp cretaceous season three i think season four four um I didn't like it as much as I like the last one. There's some interesting stuff and in revelations to Isla Sorna that I appreciate as a, as a guy who likes Jurassic Park and the canon of the Lost World and things like that. Um, but I think there's a brutality to the season that kind of almost feels mean and turned me off of it because it is meant to be a kid show. Um, that It just kind of came off mean, meaner than I think they even intended. Um, and so that kind of turned me off of the season. There's still some good character work probably some of the best character work in the series so far um in season four that leaves me interested in where they could go but all in all i did think it was a pretty big downstep from the third season this the one with all the robots and shit this is the one with all the robots and shit okay um yeah 
watched the the Hollywood Reporter roundtable. I think Ryan, you also saw this one. Yeah. Um, loved it. Those are some incredibly smart people just talking about the state of everything. Um, a really well balanced roundtable. I thought the moderator did a great job. Um, if you guys want to hear Jonathan Majors, Nicholas Cage, Andrew Garfield, Peter Dinklage, and I forgot the last guy's name. Um, you remember uh, it, Ryan? Uh, uh, Rex, Rex something. Yeah, I don't remember. He, I apologize. This is like, no, yeah, he's he's definitely no offense to him. He's not. He's like a guy who's been around for a long time, but he's never done something yeah. dramatic like this. So this is like his big like. Oh, I'm a I'm a big actor now. I guess I'm talking yeah. about Garfield. So like, yeah, let me just Google it. Very good. Um, I really liked it. Uh, Nicholas Cage, uh, watching Andrew Garfield just fawn over Nicholas Cage's hilarity was very funny. Simon Rex. Simon Rex. He was in a bunch of the scary movie movies. So like he's he was one of those guys, and then he's now like becoming an actor. Actor. Yeah, I also caught up on a bunch of the X books. Um, I'm not, I'm not close to Inferno. Um, but I'm I'm getting there, trudging along. Hot dog, uh, Inferno number four, spicy. I heard I've heard. I'm excited. Spicy. And I started I started a book. I'm insane apparently because apparently I like reading. Well, Star Trek, but specifically. Um, Michael Carls recommended that I should check out the the Star Trek Destiny trilogy, so I did. I'm about four chapters in. It's very good, written by David Mack. Um, I really like the Borg, and I really like these characters. And this was this was kind of feels like it was written for me. Nice. Um, I won't say too much about it until I'm done with it at this point. But yeah, really like it. Nice. I'm a real Star Trek nerd. I read the books <laughs> that aren't canon. That aren't canon. The <laughs> Much like Star Wars, all the novels aren't canon. You know all, what? All cool are you having? Stuff. But the question is, are you having fun, good sir? I am. Absolutely. There you go. That's all you need. And you know what? I like this more than like Star Trek Picard. So, oh, whatever. Take that, Picard. Shall we get into our bread and butter then? Oh my God! Let's dive right in. for some bread and butter act right now actually that sounds really delicious you know we should always have bread and butter in front of us during the segment no that can't be healthy no <laughs> <laughs> bring it bread makes you fat yeah uh ben if you don't mind taking a look at the comment section uh for me this time yeah uh so mag says hope you're enjoying the prodigy series i Do am not i am not oh. and i'll leave it there <laughs> spoilers um i think i think their main character is insufferable Oh, All right, Shall, let's get into some sad news, unfortunately. Uh, there's quite, a lot of sad news these past few weeks. Quite a few people have passed away since the time we were off, um, such as Derek J. Wyatt, who was an animator who worked on Teen Titans, Ben 10, and Transformers. Uh, he's the, where the visual style for that Teen Titans show came from. Um, he passed away at the age of 49. Oh, that is way too young. Yeah. No cause of death was given. Love his work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jean-Marc Valley, who was an ex who was an executive producer and the creator of Big Little Lies, amongst many other things in Canada and, and France, um, passed away at the age of fifty-eight. Rest up. Robert Bruce, who was a member of comic book of Comic Book Men, was found dead in a storage unit alone where he was living. Oh wow! At the age of sixty-two. Well, that's a rough one to hear. That that, that was pretty rough, yeah. I used to Robert, watch that. Show. He's not the one with the big beard, was he? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I never watched Comic Book Man. I yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's a yeah. Hey, oh. cats, hold on, guys. Sorry. 
No, that's, that's sad because he because I loved watching Comic Book Man when it was on Netflix. I was yeah. I really liked that show. I watched it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dennis O'Bell, who is a film producer for the Beatles, um, he direct he was their producer on their later feature films. Passed away at the age of ninety eight. Oh, that's a life. Yeah, long life. Yeah. Peter Bogdanovich, the director of The Last Picture Show and many more, passed away at the age of 82. Ryan Bodenheim uh, was a artist who worked on a number of comic books, uh, currently working on Eternals with Kieran Gillen at the time of his death. He worked on The Dying and the Dead with Hickman, tons of Valiant stuff. He passed away at the age of 44. That's a big old bummer. I am more familiar with his art. Um, very young. That's just mm-hmm. it's always a bummer when they when you know it's always everyone's a bummer of course. Like when you go so yeah. young, it's just like so much yeah. more life to have. John Madden. Yeah. Uh, passed away at the age of eighty-five. Yeah, that that one hurt. Um, yeah, he. For those of you who don't know, of course, the video game that bore his name, the famous football game, uh, that's been going on since like nineteen eighty-eight, eighty-nine. He. His name was on it, and up until the year 2000, he was front and center on the cover. And he also was the coach of my favorite football team. At the time, they were the Oakland Raiders. He took them to their first Super Bowl, never had a losing season. And after he retired from coaching, he was a color commentator for Monday Night Football for years. Um, I remember watching him coming home from school on Monday night. We would put the TV on, and there he was, sometimes with Al Michaels, sometimes with his other partner. And it that was a blow to the football world that John Madden passed away. He was a literal giant and apparently the nicest dude ever, like the nicest guy. I think anyone of our age bracket will probably recognize his voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been such a long time, but like, that is like a voice that's like instantly like iconic. Like, you know, that guy's voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Even if, yeah, if you don't know, if you don't know football, like, like, even if you're like, 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 yeah, like you said, like a gamer, like, you know, his name through video games. Like, like mm-hmm. not every athlete can say that, which is, you know, yeah. which is and he, special. And the cool thing about it is that they, when EA went to John Madden, they like went to him and asked him to put his name on it. And also they said, okay, we're going to have it eight on eight. And then John was like, no, you need to have 11 players on the field. Otherwise it's not real football. He was the one who pushed to have it as authentic as possible. And it turned into the one of the biggest, if not the biggest selling franchise in the world yeah, yeah there's a reason yeah. why like all those other franchises kind of fell to the wayside mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that uh, that was sad betty white this was also really sad god damn it passed away at the age of 99 years old yeah just Yo, a couple man. weeks from her 100th birthday uh well, if you count all the leap years people are saying that she did live to be 100 so. yeah let's, let's not uh the the quotes like live a life um where when you die at 99 is still too young and i'm like man that's that's that is betty white yeah uh i know she's older than all of us like combined or whatever but like um older than sliced bread literal literally older than sliced bread yeah like Mm -hmm. what what really is there to say like maybe like like i don't know anything anyone's ever said anything negative about betty white right the sweetest nice person she was a, a trailblazer and like I could eulogize her easily. She was a trailblazer yeah. uh, who, who, who championed social justice uh, when, and got her show canceled because of it. Um, she was the first lady of comedy really like, and it's such a, such a shame. Like it's not, she's 99 years old, but like yeah. she was such a delightful person that you feel that you feel like I, think, I didn't get enough Betty White. Yeah. I think it's more pointedly a shame because 
we grew up in a not grew up but like we spent the last decade living in a meme generation where betty white was the pinnacle of unkillable yeah and that was a joke but like it was a thing that we built up and then we built up like her 100th birthday is a big thing Mm -hmm. like for me the thing was that we went and saw no way home right before no way home they aired a trailer for the fathom event of her 100th birthday celebration we walked out of no way home we were informed that she had passed away Mm -hmm. like (laughs) it we made a very big deal of her making it to 100 so it feels like an extra blow than i think it even would have anyway Mm -hmm. uh yeah I was at Target picking up some things with Fanny and all of the magazine racks, like In Touch, People, Life Magazine even, were like all the covers were adored with Betty White saying that she was going to turn 100. It's like, oh my gosh, Betty is being turning 100 years old. The next day, she passes away. That see, I like, there are two ways to look at it. Like, it is really sad also, but like, it's also like, how funny is it that like, this was her last joke? That's like yeah. the day the day before she turns at home and she's like, look how much time you all wasted on me, you idiots. <laughs> like, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's like, that's a way to go. Like, everyone's like, like celebrating you before it even happens. Like, I think that's some silly irony in that way. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, love the, lady, I love the clip of her that's been making the rounds, at, you know, after she passed away when Madame Tussaud unveiled her, her, um, her wax figure. And she's like, why couldn't they have made one of me younger? Yeah, you immortalized me at seven. Back in the fifties, and now they yeah. look at me. I'm old. What the heck? She, uh, you know, she was a a leading lady for eighty years in the film industry, and that is an incredible feat. Um, the past three generations have grown up in a world where Betty White has just been a celebrity. I remember, uh, like, I watched the Golden Girls when I was younger, but then I remember mm-hmm. Grandma's Boy. Um, she was in Grandma's Boy, and I'm like. <laughs> That was like 20 years ago. And she's like, she's been old my whole life. And I'm like, yeah, yeah she's she been really, old. She really is never going to die. Like, like n- no joking. Like I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Like that's, that's 99. Is hell old, man. Yeah. That's great. That is super crazy. What a life. Good for and her. And she man. was still, and as far as I can tell, she was still like active and like moving and happening. Like, she was yeah. very, she was very energetic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when, when people get up to that age, you you can tell it's like sometimes it's like they're they're a little slower, not as much they move slower. Did you see the behind the scenes feature from the proposal where Betty White yeah. tells off Ryan Reynolds? It's like no. when Betty White tells you to get a cup of coffee, you get her a cup of coffee. It's very funny because uh, like Sandra Bullock just goes into Ryan Reynolds like that is Betty White. She's a national treasure. She is a national treasure. Um, yeah. <laughs> adore that woman she's such an incredible actress and so funny the 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 golden girls clip that i never saw was the one where she's talking about the circus um the 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 salmon circus that her dad tried to set up a golden girls um and the cast and the cast the other two ladies just like losing it because she just goes off on this ridiculous riff of a salmon circus um very funny love you baby and then it's, it's just sad that we're just now living in a world without Betty White. Yeah. And then finally, Sidney Poitier, the first African-American man to win an Oscar, died at the age of 94 years old. Also, a, a long-ass life and legacy, mm-hmm. man. Like, uh, uh, like a social progressive, like, like in Hollywood at a time when, like, you, it's just, they won't, they wouldn't allow it, right? But, like, mm-hmm. he fought for it, and, um... What's what's it called? My uh, the my dinner? Nope. What's it called? 
Oh, guess who's coming to dinner? Guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. Um, like I saw the movie as a kid, so I'm not gonna say I know it now or anything, but like, uh, just like realizing like, man, this dude was doing important shit like whilst trying to be a true artist at the same time. Like that's like really special, man. It it definitely only in the relative recent amongst like pop like mainstream conversation will come up or if you're doing like those critical studies in college or that kind of thing or you get involved in film studies and then they'll start really widespread having the conversations about how big of a deal it was that Poitier did what he did which is that he went into these films and he played these smart educated businessmen the guest who's coming to dinner was a big deal because like it, he got so much flack from the black community for doing that because he was playing by their rules mm -hmm. um and like they were saying you know that's not the way that's not that's you getting in a suit for them like that's not the way to do this um but he was pushing the needle forward uh and like th that's so hard it was such a tough time because like that's where that kind of representation is seen as boot, boot licking on the other yeah. end while while like on the other end it's like you're not even welcome in this space so like you just have the naysayers on both sides, but uh, he he was also a trailblazer, so it's that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. But like again, like long life, long legacy, a lot to be proud. Of. And what's ridiculous, real quick, but I just want to say one thing: it's ridiculous that he was the uh, only black uh, black man to win an Oscar uh, before Denzel Washington. It took yeah. that long mm -hmm. in the early two thousands. Uh, wow. Denzel even like he thanks him in a speech and like like you're the guy who made this possible. Yeah. So I'm like and it again it took like another what like fifty years or whatever. So yeah. Uh Ben, you were you gonna say yeah. something? Um uh, Mag is in the chat. Uh speaking of Sydney Potier, um he said Defiant Once in the Heat of the Night for uh Sydney Potier films, which yeah, yeah. we talked about guess who's coming to dinner. Um I've never seen it unfortunately, and I didn't really know who Sydney Potier was until people started talking about him. Ben, can you guess who came to dinner? I guess Sydney Potier did. <laughs> Oh, did you ever tell. see get did you ever see guess who flip it <laughs> who guess <laughs> you ever the ashton kutcher remake how my god oh my god oh no remember that, with oh, bernie no, mac that's supposed to be guess who's coming to dinner? yes it's just flipped oh no i was like 11 and i love that movie <laughs> yeah uh guess oh, who oh. guess who makes the stance racism is the other way now and i'm like that's well, so, no. Uh, my life is lesser <laughs> for knowing this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> COVID I, was a breeze compared to this. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't know that, but okay. I mean, I never yeah. seen Guess Who, so because when you said Guess Who, I thought about the board game, but no, no. There's a there's an Ashton Kutcher movie called Guess oh, Who. Oh yeah. That is a remake of a Sydney Poitier movie. Wow. Where Ashton Kutcher plays the Sydney Poitier role. You know, you know what wow. it is? It was ten things I hate about you. It was like let's let's do something old and modernize it. But they were like, let's do that, but be racist. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh God. But yeah, um, legends, all of them passing away. Some had long, like Madden, uh, Betty White, and Sydney Poitier. Amazing lives, amazing accomplishments throughout their lives, and then some were taken too early. Which, it, it, yeah. yeah, it's been a sad few weeks in that field. Way well, to, way to put a button on all of it. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on to some news from the last couple of weeks. So the, the first two weeks we were off are just one thing, and I've trimmed it down quite a bit, so we're only talking about really what I think is just going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, what we That's what we're here to do. Sony's Spider-Man universe, or whatever the hell they're calling it, um, had quite a few rumors that <clears throat> suggest to me that Sony is up to their 
post Amazing Spider-Man two ways. And why wouldn't they be? They just made a billion dollars. See, what happened is they made a billion dollars and then they saw Warner Brothers dartboard and they're like, can we borrow the dartboard? Yes. (laughs) Just put like like different characters on top of the Warner Brothers darts. All right. This character, this character. Well, apparently Jamie Foxx is being talked about for a spinoff, a solo spinoff. So he'll be the next whatever. Um, do we want that? No, I don't like. I am, I am not like anti spinoff. It just has to be right. But like, mm-hmm. I think that it's like, oh, people like Jamie Fox. Like, yeah, but like, I don't need an Electro movie. Yeah, <laughs> like Electro is the same as like like a Morbius. Like he he doesn't need his own movie. That's not mm-hmm. a thing he needs. Like you know, like other characters. I think. Yeah, I I, I agree. I just think it's <clears throat> wild, and I, it's just so says to me that like Sony is like. We we have the whole world open to us now. Instead of instead of like taking a step back and thinking for a few months, they're doing the dartboard. We got to get shit yeah. now while people still have Spider Man on the brain. Like we always have Spider Man on the brain. Black black and silver back what, on the board. Spy Man. What if like? What if like? Because it it follows like No Way Home, and he goes back and he's fixed. But like, he wants he wants a taste of like doing something good. And so he like starts creating sides like he becomes Electro the Vigilante. That's not. I don't know if I want to see that either. Or if he becomes a different Spider-Man villain, like Electro. The Shocker. The Shocker. Listen, every character can can have depth and merit. Electro normally isn't the guy. He's just not. Sorry, Max Dillon. Sorry about your eels. Uh, sorry, there was a rude comment oh, in our, yeah. in our oh, comment section. Your... Thank you. <laughs> oh, get he... out of here! Uh, <laughs> thank you for for trying your best to get rid yeah. of that quickly. All right, um, uh, Andrew Garfield uh, is being talked about to um, come back. I don't actually think any talks are happening with him. I just think that there's a lot of talks about how they could bring him back because some conflicting reports happened of like he'd be in Venom. Three, which would be a multiverse movie. Um, they're looking to bring back uh, Gwen Stacy to do a Spider Gwen thing. So I think what's, what's happening right now with with Sony is they are just literally going back to like Sinister Six, Silver and Black, where we got the whole we can do all these spinoffs now. Can Can I also say like I don't think a good chunk of these are even coming from Sony. I, I think this probably is probably not. I think this is just the horse shit of like people are people are in a fervor and it's Sony, so they'll believe it. Write it. Write it. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't I just think it's still too early cuz they are still reeling at how much money they just made. So like I I don't think they have a plan at all. Like I I think <laughs> I think the they know I... what the next Venom movie. They know they did Morbius is coming out soon besides the delays, but like Venom 3 is going to happen. Besides that they're throwing Dark Horse stuff now. I yeah. think I think the best idea they had or like <laughs> that they had. The best idea that I think has been tossed around is to make Venom set in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. There's no reason yeah. because, they can't. Right. And uh and I think you you can definitely just do things from there. Even set Morbius in there because like at least the murderer Spider-Man thing can make sense if you want to run with like Andrew Garfield stop pulling his punches at Spider-Man, maybe he murdered a villain. Like mm-hmm. you you can you can just play in that space and then you got your own Spider-Man and we don't need to worry about Tom Holland Spider-Man. You can do your own things and everybody loves that Spider-Man. So there you go. And yeah. Just go off. Yeah, I think um it was almost a mistake. Right. It was almost a mistake. Like obviously, like I love Spider-Man No Way Home, but it was almost a mistake bringing those characters back because now, like, they're forced to do some more stuff with them. Maybe you don't need to. 
Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, that's, that's the reality is you're not forced to like, it's a, it's a choice, but like it, that was the, someone summed it up really well. I don't remember who, I, who it was I was listening to because I listened to too many podcasts, but someone was talking about like watching No Way Home and as exciting and, and as much as you love it, you kind of feel like the water rising to like mm. drown you of um, how studios will take this and how they'll react to the success of it and the fan serviceness of it. And you're like, this is a great thing, but they're going to take the wrong message and you can feel it kind of coming over you. I'm almost yeah. concerned that that Marvel Studios is, is taking the wrong lesson from it, which is they, not something I've always, I've always, I've ever been concerned about. Listen, I, I don't know how the movie itself is going to be, but I can already tell you that multiverse of madness is going to be the fan service. I think we are going to be afraid of with yeah. all the, with like, even before all the reshoots, like that movie already has a bunch of shit. That's like, you remember this thing? And I'm like, I, I guess I do. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm still hopeful for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse oh, yeah. of Madness. I just, I'm worried. I I just don't think the like the Phase Four, like the multiverse is Phase Four. Maybe is the direction I would go. But also, like, hey, they just made a billion dollars. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, um, I would like to see Andrew Garfield come back in some capacity, whether you do multiverse, with whatever, with Venom or something. Um, I'm glad that he wants to come back and he has looked mm-hmm. and he thought No Way Home was a healing experience. Um, it is strange that that um, Amy Pascal is so quick to be like, yeah, we didn't fire you. What are you talking about? <laughs> we always wanted you back. It's water under the billion dollar bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, that's. Also, I would like to see, like, I, honestly, I don't agree with the idea of, of, like, hooking them up as a couple, but, like, I would like to see a story where Andrew Garfield sees Spider-Gwen um, and, like, have that be healing for him as well with, like, dealing with Gwen. Be interesting to see. I'd like that. Yeah. I think, uh, if, it's, I think if it's still Emma Stone just because of the nature of, like, how they handled this character. I'm not saying it's an impossible feat, but it is a tough challenge to make him not feel romantically towards her. Mm-hmm. Uh unless you're going to bring in a different person, just like how he's used to seeing different Peter Parkers, a different person, but it's Gwen Stacy is Spider yeah. Gwen. Um, yeah. I, I have nothing wrong with that. I think if it's Emma Stone in particular, I think that just, that's very fresh and hard. I think for you to have that character have to overcome. Yeah. I got you. Uh, Norman Reedus is Ghost Rider. Uh, he won't say it. It's not confirmed, but he's saying a lot of shit. Uh, I, I just want Ghost Rider in my face to be alive. So, like, there are definitely worse people. Like, especially if they're doing, uh, uh, I was going to say Danny Rand. That's not even his name. It's also not Danny Catcher. If they're doing Johnny, Johnny Blaze, Blaze, who is, like, the first, not first, but, like, the first modern Ghost Rider. He's kind of the more, like, boring, like, mm-hmm. I'm angry kind of guy. So, like, Norman Reedus is perfectly fine for that. Um, it's cool that, like, they're getting, like, a motorcycle guy to be the motorcycle character. Like, that, that does a lot for me because he knows what he's doing on a bike um yeah i'm just so excited for like the next couple years like if this is true like we're getting a big ghost rider event in the comics ghost riders come to the mcu like the midnight suns are slowly forming and i'm like oh it's a good time baby yeah i was about to say you got to get the midnight suns with blade i think i think norman reedus is a great is a great johnny blaze not a great danny catch i agree with ryan completely like you you get somebody else down the road to be a good danny catch i think that's Mm -hmm. a good idea yeah Speaking of um, Ghost Rider, I actually caved and got the four the Ghost Rider skin on Fortnite the other day. It's a good cool. skin. It's a good skin. And I got all the cool stuff with the motorcycle and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Norman Reedus, just to explain uh, to the audience what, what I was referring to, he's been liking a bunch of Ghost Rider stuff, and then he posted a he he, he links to an image of him as Ghost Rider. Uh, the yeah, boss Twitter, did. T- Twitter made him like trend for a day. Yeah. 
I can't tell yet if it's that he is or he's campaigning in like the Tyrese Gibson kind of way. Possibly. Um, it could um, be he's pulling a D'Onofrio where he's like, I filmed my shit six months ago. Right, you don't even know. Right. <laughs> right. It yeah. absolutely could be. Like, I, I, I don't, I can't tell right now which one it is. So I'm not really ascribed to anything. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. You know, I think, I don't think Johnny, I kind of agree with Ryan. Like, I don't think Johnny Blaze is inherently a very interesting character uh, most of the time. Um, he's more interesting by proxy of like who else is around him. So Norman Reedus is a perfectly good actor to play that role. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I agree that like, if you're going to have Ghost Rider, have somebody who's like familiar with bikes so you can do a lot of good like motorcycle stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want, I want <clears throat> Nicholas Cage as Mephisto. No, I still need Al Pacino. Um, I still right, love uh, that. Uh, supposedly the Flash has Zod and Feora returning. My favorite characters from the DCEU. Yeah. Why? Like, man. What's happening with that movie? Man, like, know. so here, here's the thing. It's definitely not going to be this case. But I just remember when we when we first started talking about Spider-Man No Way Home with all the shit that's in it. Yeah. And I'm like, anything, like, if anything could turn into, like, that, I, but I don't care about Zod or Fear or so, like, <laughs> ah. Michael Shannon said I, yes. I'm just letting the movie happen to me when the movie happens to me. If yeah. the movie happens, it's just um, so it's so weird <clears throat> that the the Flash multiverse movie is just like a Batman movie, mm-hmm. and like like a man like a Man of Steel. Like what's I don't know. Uh, some people have pointed to like the title of Flash's book in No Way Home as a kind of fu to the Flash yeah. movie because he calls it Flashpoint, and yeah. I'm like. I don't know if that really is an on-purpose thing, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, they know what they're doing. They um, uh, quick, some quick comic book news. Uh, Wolverine is getting a new miniseries called Wolverine Patch. Sure. Um, Larry Hama is going to return uh, with, with Andrea DeViti, DeVito. Sorry. Um, this is going to be set before Larry Hama's original run on Wolverine. Larry Hama is absolutely one of the quintessential Wolverine writers. Uh, he also was big on like GN Joe and Transformers and stuff in the eighties. Like that mm-hmm. dude rules. And like you know, as it is in current day, you get some of those old writers <clears throat> to come back and do new stuff. So uh, I'll probably read this on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, uh, Jason Aaron is taking over Punisher. Um, Punisher with a uh, Jesus Saiz and Paul as as um, and he's going to uh, Punisher is now the leader of the Hand. So this was it, this was an interesting thing on Twitter when this was announced because I've read and this isn't like a bragging thing it's just he doesn't have that many runs like I've read every single modern Punisher run and nobody talks about the Punisher on Twitter so mm-hmm. everybody was up in a heavy they're like you're getting rid of the Punisher logo what is this blah 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 and I'm like oh you guys all of a sudden care about the Punisher that's really funny um this is a cool ass story arc that I really like where the Punisher is gonna take crime into his own hands. He's taking over the hand of criminal organization and he's going to make them basically like a vigilante service for New York. I think that's an awesome idea. And the implications for New York and like, uh, like Daredevil and Spider-Man are going to like totally interact with that. And I think this is a really cool chapter doing something completely fresh with a character. Nobody reads. None of you guys read Punisher, like honestly. And like, this is a cool way to get people in if they weren't already into just a dude who kills fools. Cause that's kind of what he is. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the uh, fake Twitter. Also, outrage. Also a great, yeah. Well, a great excuse to change the the logo for Punisher because yeah. they've been looking to do that for a while because of the misuse by police force in America. And, yeah. and that's a lot of where that upset is also coming from. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they found a nice organic way to be like, we're changing it because stop it. 
and it's yeah. still like it's and it's like a, it's like a cool like <clears throat> demon yakuza school thing so it's like it's still mm -hmm. a school like get over yourselves guys do you really okay that's the thing brandon do they really care that much i no, know they don't. they don't i know they don't nobody cares that much no maybe me <laughs> brian michael bendis is leaving justice league at the oh. end of 74 can't say i'm surprised um i haven't heard Anything. anything about this okay so with the second brandon said brian's name i was like he's still running comics at dc i I've, totally forgot I, I just i've just assumed that justice league hasn't been published for the past two years <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he's going to end it with a he's taking over justice league dark for two issues from mv uh so screw you but he's going to do a justice league dark justice League crossover and then he'll be done um he's got other things in the pipeline he mentioned this whole thing about what he's working on at dc and yeah sure yeah naomi season two coming hey i i have no problems with him like doing like his own stuff like that yeah. um it's just like man we were all so excited for bendis and then we were all reading superman and then slowly we all weren't reading superman yeah. now nobody's assumed, reading justice league i just assumed bendis was going to be on his way out of dc pretty quickly because well, of moving jinx world that yeah that was the big thing for me i'm like oh they're not working together anymore I yeah guess. yeah moving jinx world was the surprising one but he's he's still working on legion uh yeah. well, which we'll get to later on this year this and and I do have like I do have some Twitter people who do read the book, but I've never hear anyone like raving about it. No. So like, you'd think like a Bendis of Justice League would be like like a top ten top tier book, but like <clears throat> uh, I guess not. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, John Wick Chapter Four has been pushed from May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, to March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Damn. So four months away to sixteen months away. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey man, do what you got to do. Make that movie. I don't know if they started filming yet, which was surprising to me when I saw this one. I was like, oh, right, that was supposed to come out. It was supposed to come out last year with The Matrix. They definitely have filmed Maybe it they cause... just forgot to tell people they delayed it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, yeah. They definitely, he definitely filmed that like back to back, like with The Matrix. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm sure they're just need more time, pandemic. That's why yeah. it looks like, that's why it looks like John Wick in The Matrix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton is going to come back again as Batman. For Batgirl, which was confirmed by both stars. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So huh. people, so people are speculating. Talk to me like a southern boy. People are speculating that this is like he's not Dark Knight Returns Batman, but this is like in the future, and he is like old Batman, and this would be like the like essentially Batman Beyond, like him taking on like a younger Robin, basically. Mm. But it's with Batgirl, so like doing a whole different thing. Um not against that no i'm not against it either like like having like an older mentor thing like i love that idea yeah. um i guess they they haven't really done that a lot with like uh at least recently because batgirl's been her own her own figure for so long yeah. um i guess i'm not against it really i think i like michael keaton. it's just it's just i didn't think we'd see michael keaton as batman again the after the flash again again yes again yes, again again the rumor again always rumors like that he is going to be like for for the next like couple movies like he is the batman figure yeah. Or for everybody in the multiverse or whatever. So I'm like, I guess, I guess, I guess he's going to be Batman for I mean, a couple years. Get paid, but like, okay. If it, sure. if it, if it makes sense for a story, sure. Uh, I'm just unsold on The Flash in its entirety, which stems from Batman stuff too. So, uh, yeah, I because like Michael, we, we, we know think, that J.K. Simmons is coming back as Gordon. Yes, that's what's weird. I think, <laughs> I think without the Flash of it all, 
if I'm just like looking at this Batgirl movie and having him in it, I'm like, well, that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm and I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> just no, no. I have nothing. I have nothing further <laughs> than that. Like, I the, the Flash movie is just I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, if, if that Batgirl movie is good and he's the Batman for it, then great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bendis and DC, uh, Legion of Superheroes is getting an adult animated TV series for HBO Max that Bendis is working on. Why adult? Yeah, why adult? Would yeah. you... Is Aquaman considered adult? The Aquaman show we watched? Yeah. The the animated one? It's no. not. It's not. Okay, so like... But when you hear adult, you think in the vein of Lower Decks or Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I mean that's fine. Like if that's the trend, it just I guess you I guess it is you do do it with somebody like Legion or like the Challengers of the Unknown. You do this with characters people don't care about, so you can do whatever you want with them. So so yeah. this actually does make sense. Um, even though the Legion are a bunch of like young like spacefaring teenagers, I guess Hopeful you can, spacefaring teenagers. If you want to turn that into Rick and Morty, like honestly, they are the property to do it with. I just don't well, know. I'm if assuming. I do it. I'm, I'm assuming this will be more like Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe it's just like that's that's an adult animated series. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I I just don't understand why you don't go for like the I don't understand why Legion of Superheroes has to not go for the Young Justice kind of audience where you can get like the younger viewers on board. Like it, I just I don't get why we're not trying to do that anymore with superhero shows in general. Yeah. Yeah. They even look uh, Young Justice went more mature. Yeah, because right. Legion is definitely. Like, like all comic books have mature moments, but it is not like a mature property. And of course, like Harley Quinn didn't start that way either. And you can you can transform things. It's just like it's an interesting. Maybe somebody had a really good pitch and like, yo, yeah. I want to take these thirty like weirdos from the year three thousand. Well, that's Bendis. Bendis's pitch is always like, I want to do something weird with these people from the three thousand. Yeah. It'd be interesting because, like, again, Bendis is normally like, uh, uh, like more teenage levels. So, like him doing more mature stuff could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Ah, where'd it go? Fast and the Furious? What? Oh yeah, Fast and the Furious. Uh, Dwayne Johnson publicly declined Vin Diesel's invitation, generous invitation, to return to Fast 10. Generous manipulation? What the hell? We didn't talk about when it happened, but I thought the, the reply uh, warranted some discussion. Oh I my didn't hear God. anything about this. What went down? Spill oh, did you not hear room. about this? So, no, so Vin spill Diesel. the tea. <laughs> Vin Diesel posted on Instagram with a picture of him, him as, as, um, oh, Dom uh, and, and the rock as Hobbs. And there, you know, it's the bit in, in five when he's like, this is Brazil, you know, it's that. Um, so it's like, he did this thing where it's like, Dwayne, destiny calls. You need to come back to do fast 10 because I promised Pablo that we were going to do the best thing ever. And like kids love you and they miss you. And you got to come back for fast 10 and return to destiny and Hobbs and no one can play him, play him like you and blah, blah, blah. And so that was like this whole like paragraph on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's how it left until Johnson, like two weeks ago, I think said like, Oh yeah. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm done with Hobbs. I'm done with the fast and furious franchise. It was fun i had a good time i'm done he was very political about his really what he should have said is f you now here's the thing y'all the rock is a professional wrestler and i've seen this man lie before Mm -hmm. i'm just saying this can all be true this can all be true 
I, I, I believe that The Rock's the type of person who will put fans first in a mm-hmm. dumb way, where he will work out a cameo or something in that final movie. Even if he doesn't have to be on screen with Vin, he will show up. I think he will show up in that final movie out of respect to the fans of the franchise. Yeah, I think I think that's possible and not off the table. But I do think that there was a world where even in Dwayne's mind, potentially, that was more possible before this. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think that this last message, like this was this was pretty damning because this felt like him even saying he wasn't coming back for Hobbs and Shaw anymore, which yeah, like that, wasn't yeah. something that had been said before. So I think that this was him being like really, really something. I think something even bigger than Vin necessarily. Uh, by himself that he's just not happy with in that working environment over there um so i don't know yes that might still happen that might work you know like the next fast film might get built up and there might be a fan outcry of wanting him still to appear and that might be enough to make him do exactly what you're saying ryan but like i i think this is genuine i think this is him being like i don't like the way he did this the the fact that he calls it manipulation specifically and i know Mm -hmm. what he's referring to it's the part where like Vin Diesel says, you know, your Uncle Dwayne in my house to my kids and that kind yeah. of thing. Like, and, and, and I promise Pablo. I think, <clears throat> I think Dwayne Johnson specifically saying, like, I didn't like the way he used Paul Walker's death trying to manipulate yeah. me. I, I, don't, I don't think that's like, you know, fronting. I think that's real. I think that's him being like, I don't like the way he's trying to do this. Yeah. Uh, trying to make me the bad person mm-hmm. in this situation. Like, he understands I don't it's want like to guilt do this. tripping. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mag in the chat asking, uh, "Is it filmed around Black Adam too?" I... Well, Black Adam's done. Black yeah, Adam's done, and yeah. they're they're not even all the way in production on the next Fast films yet. I yeah. have to imagine, yeah, like whatever, like Fast Ten, your seatbelts will be rockless, and then Fast Eleven, the end of the saga, he'll show up in in the end as like a cameo, green screened in because he hates Vin Diesel. Yeah, very very well could be. Um, like I said, I, I think that, that that was definitely a thought in his mind because I think also a Hobbs and Shaw sequel was a thought in his mind. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this this last thing really felt like he was saying, I don't want anything to do with that whole franchise anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. And if that's the case, then like, I don't know if you come back from that. Yeah, I agree. Sure. <clears throat> We're at this week now. <laughs> so this is a lot of the stuff that happened this week. Um, for example, Golden Globes announced that they're going to be a private event and will not live stream or air on TV, and we'll just announce the winners in a press release in the next day. Oh, so like the regular Golden Globes, where I just read it afterwards. <laughs> right, but like it was kind of a big deal because was, uh, they you know, they've had been under a lot of pressure in the in, in recent years, and this one felt like not a not a, like a defeat of like okay we'll make some change, but in a, okay we're hiding. Yeah. Now we're hiding. Yeah. You're not going to watch us anymore. And everyone's like, great, I wasn't watching you anyway. But what what the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is this now? The Emmys are like the wet fart. No, the, the Golden Globes. Yeah. The Golden Globes are the wet farts of awards. So like it's that's fine. That's the yeah. one where everyone just goes like get drunk, get drunk and hangs hangs out with like Angelina Jolie and gives her an award for no reason. So like that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, I just I wish that they 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 I just wish they went with the let's make some change and not let's just hide. You yeah. that's that's you always want for the best and they always yeah. give you the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warner Media and Viacom CBS, the, the co-owners of the CW, um, which I I stupidly just found out was UPN and the WB prior to um, 2006. <laughs> you just found that out? <laughs> I just found that out. I, I, I didn't know that UPN was a part of it. Oh, um, yeah. I grew up watching WB UPN. became the UPN and then, yeah. 
right? Because Viacom, yeah, well, Warner Media and Viacom own it. Well, they apparently want to sell it because it hasn't been profitable since the year it was created in 2006. I understand, like, I'm struggling, but <laughs> them being not profitable for 15 years? Holy shit, stop making so many superhero shows. Yeah, what the hell? What <laughs> Are happened? Are you kidding me? I think they kept doubling down. The next one will be a hit. The next one will be a hit. And then 15 years later, we have to sell. That's crazy. I, you, have to wonder, you have to wonder, like, what this means. Because, like, does it just mean that, like, the show itself is just never making... Because, like, even by, like, old television rules of syndication, like, the CW definitely had things that went to syndication. I mean, Supernatural did it twice. Uh, mm -hmm. Three times. Supernatural did it three times. Um, so, like, when you've got something like that, uh, you were definitely making a profit off the shows. So you have to wonder, like, where in, like, the network specific as a, as a branch of the company is it not making the profits? Because it's not, it's not necessarily what they're putting out. It's something about how they're handling the network itself. Mm -hmm. Man. I just, I, it's unbelievable because, like, when the CW was like, when the superhero shows were in their height, you know, like Arrow and then the Flash just started, and you're like, that they weren't making money still when the shows were so yeah, good. Like, that's because that, that's, well, that's not that's that's not possible. Like, because you got Supernatural, which again, like even before the streaming services, Supernatural is a licensed out show onto other networks uh, like the KTLA Fox or whatever. Vampire Diaries up. is huge. Everywhere. It'll show up in its reruns because it's got syndication. Same with Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Shows like that will show up on their syndication reruns and that's still turning out the profit machine. That's the whole thing is you make the 100, you hit syndication and then you just yeah. keep making money off those episodes. So they've hit that with those. So it's it's very confusing. Smallville, same situation for a mm -hmm. while. Um, like, I don't, I don't I get wonder that. So if they're just something like, else. Like, they're so like mismanaging of budgets across like all the shows. It's like over time, it is it eats it up, and no matter no matter how many supernaturals you have, you can't make it up. Yeah, I mean, it was it it that is kind of what it comes down to. Is not that it wasn't <clears> making <throat> any money; it wasn't making enough to be profitable, which means you pretty much have to double what you put out to it be profit like, to make a profit. And they were just not doing that ever. It feels like Netflix, where Netflix is its own giant conglomeration. Like the CW is its little thing that's trying to like we're putting out all these shows for teens, and but like for fifteen years, it's like no one's buying them. I guess, yeah. and I'm like, I know those shows are popular, so I'm just like, there's, there's some businessman, or they just sold bad. them all to Netflix for not enough money. Yeah, they kind of got yeah. screwed over. Yeah, yeah, that's just crazy. Um, like for fifteen years, like, I mean, how many how many people have watched all of Supernatural on Netflix? How many times? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I have all five seasons of it. <laughs> um, um so apparently nothing the the claim is that nothing will change on viacom and warner brothers part they just won't pay for it anymore but there'll still be content generators what they call it for uh for the network um <clears throat> good for them man i this is one of those situations where like this could be really really good for like for like the quality level of like of the CW because like obviously I don't watch as many shows or actually any shows anymore uh like but like even outside the, the like the superhero stuff like the CW's quality level is like around there you know the, the kung fu shows and like the vampire dramas and like the legal shows and I'm like maybe it's just like the thing's rotten from the core maybe <laughs> like and it's just like oh now it's time to cut the cancer we got a malignant this shit man like cut the cancer we got us we got a malignant well or it's I think just another Riverdale situation or I feel like Outside Riverdale. of superhero shows, with a bunch of with a bunch of CW shows, you get like a bunch of like the 
young adult teen angst dramas and it's just mm-hmm. like oh cool another teen drama that's on the cw well, where else is it gonna go because then you got like well, nbc like, with all the chicago shows and <laughs> yeah well i think that the thing that's really doing it is that that was like the cw's market right it had that mm-hmm. that by the ball as the streaming services have expanded they need more content for their streamers and a lot of those have been pretty much aping cw style stuff sure um and and filling out that catalog with things that are comparable level to it netflix has a ton of the, yeah you're right yeah yeah and so like and now they're they have so much competition in that and those are all things that people can watch without commercials like the cw offers an app for free where you can watch all its shows but you still mm-hmm. have to sit through ads there's no way around that Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a person who's cut the cord and you have streamers, your option, your only option for the CW shows when they're fresh is to watch them on that app. Yeah. All right. Or piracy. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't download a car? <laughs> that's what they said. No, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, you that, wouldn't that, download a not, car. That's not what they would... said. That was a no, joke, they, Ben. No, they actually did a thing. It's like, you wouldn't download a car. And then some it's bad lad with a 3D printer actually downloaded and made a functioning vehicle. Okay. You wouldn't uh, You wouldn't. Today on Ben Takes Memes Too Literally. You wouldn't illegally stream the 12th episode of Batwoman Season 3, would you? Damn. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, okay. Uh, remember when Soul went to streaming? Yeah. Yes. Remember when Luca went to streaming? Yeah. Wow. Turning Red is the latest Pixar film to go straight to Disney Plus at no extra charge and will drop on March 11th. We'll skip well, theaters that's, entirely. That's the part I have the problem with. It's the extra charge part that I have a problem Me with. too. Like, go to, go to Disney Plus and don't go to theaters. Like, Okay, I guess. Why do the Pixar movies keep not making money? Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, I just want to see nice, pretty movies on a big, a big screen. And and I've, like, seen, I've seen people, I've seen people talking about this on Twitter where they're like, "Well, this is really a good thing because they're doing this as a reaction to COVID," and like that's great. And I'm like, I, I agree with you. Like, people yeah. should have the option yeah. to not go to theaters right now because it is getting worse. I agree, one hundred percent. But why is Pixar always the sacrificial lamb it is, that yeah. has mm-hmm. to not make any money on the streamer when everything else plays at both and gets that additional charge? Like, what is that? Why is Ryan that the last, and we Ryan know, the last dragon. Yeah. We know that uh, and the Kanto, staff uh, is not happy with this. Mm-hmm. Encanto is just Disney, right? Yeah. yeah. Was, that, was that in theaters and now it's on it disney was. plus for free. it had a 45 day a 45 day theatrical um uh, and window and then went to disney plus but ryan the last dragon had no, a hybrid release of 30 dollars. it wasn't 45 days it was shorter it, it had to be it 30 then no, it was so because in concert, it came out on thanksgiving and then it came out for on disney plus on christmas eve that's so crazy actually yeah. i watched it on christmas eve yeah and it's fine um oh oh okay I ouch I, I, it wasn't. It didn't really hit me as hard as other. As I don't want to talk to. I don't want. I don't want to talk. Mini to you. review. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. And man, it just—it's a bummer because, like, yeah, like these, like, animated movies are not cheap. That's the no. bummer. Like, they're really expensive. And stuff. Pixar is constantly winning the same Oscar every time they're nominated. Like they oh, keep yeah. upping their game and like 
and like daddy am, am i not good enough for you like what yeah it's... no for real yeah um i yeah i agree uh i will be so mad if this happens to light year i can't even oh, tell oh they i think they oh hell no i think they know they got like a like a like a blockbuster with that one you that movie yeah, you need I to see think, that in IMAX. I don't I don't think that that's the thing is like Pixar is always blockbuster money. It's never failed. No, I know so what like, you mean, but like Lightyear is like it it's like Toy Story. It's like it feels like like almost like Spider-Man. Like it's a little different. No, no, I get what you're I, I get what you mean by that, but like Pixar is always blockbuster money. So yes. releasing it in theaters is always profitable. So releasing it on the streamer for a additional charge even if that additional charge isn't 30 but instead 15 is always going to be profitable and yeah. because people yeah. love pixar movies so yeah. why are the pixar movies not getting charged i don't get it um i would rather but... pay those creators for luca than the 30 i paid for mulan oh oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Or Definitely. like, uh, did Black Black Widow was just theaters, right? That's right. No, it had a hybrid. No, Black Widow was both. Okay, so yeah, I'll like, like the wrong movie to do that one with, right? Okay, so yeah. anyway, so Black Widow uh, made a lot of money with that with on Disney Plus, but it also got pirated a lot. When you're giving the movie away for free, you're just getting pirated. So now this movie's not going to make as much money. So they're they're shooting themselves in the foot. They it's are. like, why why are they shooting Pixar in the face? I don't. The get problem it. the problem now has become. You've done this three times. Yeah. Are you gonna keep doing it? And is is uh, heaven forbid Pixar just become a Disney Plus content maker? Yeah. Um. Like, what are we doing? There's a point where we have to be like, yes, this this Pixar film is going to come to theaters. I I, I, I think I think this is so confounding because like I've looked at people who are in the industry talk about this. I've looked at the the staffing talk about it, and analysts talk about it and fans talk about it and from every angle nobody gets why it's happening that's the part that really gets me is like nobody understands this decision there doesn't seem to be any clear answer so and it's, it's the I'm only not, it's, it's just the only, really weird it's the only company that they haven't given a premium charge to disney uh live action marvel studios and disney animation all have gone to disney plus for for a same day release but with a 30 dollars upcharge pixar is the only one of the subsidiaries that has gone to Disney Plus that has not and, done that. So, and let's be honest, this kind of happened to Onward too, because Onward was only out for about two or three weeks before oh, we yeah. all went to shut yeah. down, and so they moved Onward to Disney Plus about yeah. a week or two I after forgot, that. Forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so the one I will forgive is Soul because that was in like the height of pandemic, and they're like, you know what? Let's just give a, let's just give the people what they want because obviously we can't keep delaying Soul. We're gonna give put it on Disney Plus, no extra charge. Merry Christmas. That is the only one. I was like, okay, thank you, I'll take it. But then when, I agree. Sure, but then yeah. when they put Luca in Disney Plus only and not in theaters, I was kind of miffed. And Luca and Luca is is bookended by two theatrical same day releases. Exactly. Yeah. So then, of course, now that turning red, I I want after seeing those trailers, I'm like, I cannot wait to see this movie in theaters. This is gonna be funny. I want to be in a full theater, laughing with a bunch of people, crying with a bunch of people like I did mask on, or crying <laughs> with a bunch of people like I did in Coco. <laughs> and now that I'm not going to get that with Turning Red, and if they do the same thing with Lightyear, oh, I'm going to be pissed. I just can't. I like this is obviously an incredibly dumb move, but something about Lightyear is like, I, if they do right. that, then, then then they're just like truly stupid. But this yeah. move, this move gives me doubt that they would do this to Lightyear. Like yeah. if this didn't happen, I'd be like, oh yeah, Lightyear's going to theaters, of course. But now this has happened. I'm like, wait, what when, is stopping Lightyear? When does Lightyear come out? 
Ooh, uh, uh, July. November? I want to say I July. I, I can suck it up real quick. Let's see. Um, I think yeah. it's a summer release. I could Dumb. be wrong. It could be November. June. June. So I think that's, that's far that's enough not away. Even that far away. No, it's not. Yeah. It's only uh, a month. Yeah, I think that one might stay because, like, I think Omicron will eventually flatten out, and that's like four or five months away, right? So. Yeah, I hope so. Not I, I can't be sure. About, no, not if the rumors about Delta Cron are true. Oh Lord. No, because I'm with Brandon. I want to see Lightyear and IMAX. Because I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer for Lightyear before my Matrix showing. Mm-hmm. Lordy, did that look gorgeous! Lightyear. Del- Delta Cron's my favorite. The <laughs> Lightyear is my uh, is one of my most most anticipated of this year. Delta Cron oh, sounds like a um, a knock. Uh, sounds like the a third tier Decepticon. Anyways, I have to uh, ask. Can you guys hear my door rattling? No. No. Good, because my cat is desperately trying to get into my into my room. Oh, office. Yeah, no, I get it. Is it, uh, it's Oreo, right? Yeah, a wife I can't reach. We Aww. we got a lot more we still need to talk about today, so I don't want to spend too much more time on this. But this is definitely like it's it's fr- I think it's so frustrating because I don't understand it, and nobody else seems to either. Yes, <laughs> and I that's the part that Pixar, really gets man. me is like people in business don't get this move, and I'm like I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I can only imagine the people at the USC and UCLA business schools going, "Why?" I can only imagine. Um. Okay. Well, so so this year, this this month we had two movies coming out, Scream and Morbius. Now we only have one. Morbius was moved a couple of weeks prior to its release. This is to, Morbius's third delay. So no. January twenty eighth to April first. Uh, so screw April Fool's Day. This is the seventh time it has been delayed since July tenth, two thousand twenty. Yep. Two over wow. two years now. So you know it's a winner. Um, who was it? Who was it? I think it was, it might've been Dane DeHaan who, who's on Twitter or something was like, mm, yes, this smells like, like a rich move. This movie must be full of quality. to keep Oh, it's Dylan O'Brien. Dylan, no, O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. Oh, I love you, Dylan O'Brien. My, my guy. He's like, yeah, this movie clearly sucks. And I'm like, oh man, what a bummer. I want, yeah. I, I just want to see it just so I can get it over with. Um, because I want to know like what universe it's in. That's all. Where, where are you? I, Who are I, you? I'm so they, they they moved it for no other reason. But a lot of people are speculating they're filming some shit. Um, I they don't are know. filming some shit. I guess they're like, oh, let's just move it because who cares? But yeah, <laughs> who was re- we were excited for it? I'm actually kind of glad it moved. I mean, I was gonna see it. Yeah, but I was gonna see it. We like Ed Brubaker. I sure I got a whole bookshelf of that guy. Well, uh, Batman Caped Crusader, the HBO Max TV series that Bruce Tim and Matt Matt Reeves are doing. Uh, Ed Brubaker will serve as head writer for the first 10 episodes, for the first season, which is 10 episodes. That's cool. Head writer! My man getting paid! Okay, this rules. Not just because he's a great storyteller writer. Uh, he did uh, Gotham Central, uh, mm-hmm. which is like one of the best Batman stories that doesn't have Batman. So like, uh, it's just it's just nice when people who are good get good work. I'm just so happy. Me too. So yeah. happy. Um, we're getting more Batman animated show. That's great. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I just wish we were getting the later in life Batman animated show. Yeah, one day. But it's got a good team, it so does. I have no reason to think it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. All right, I was just—I mean, I was excited when it was like Bruce Tim and Matt Reeves. Cool, you got me, Ed Brubaker. All right, the old and the new. You already had me, but now you have me more. I'm really excited for that news. Uh, I also laughed a little bit when Ryan was like, I got a whole bookshelf of that guy because he's just like a head in space. <laughs> like the implication of this galaxy god that's like, I got a bookshelf of him right It's here. a space library. 
Um, Sparks. Yo. I hear two foretell. That's wrong. I hear tell you like the Scott Pilgrim books. Oh, yeah. I mean, big time. Well, an anime series in the works at Netflix. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley and Ben David. That's one word, by the way. Ben David. Grabinski. Um, are uh, he he recently did Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, he's going. They're going to write and produce the series together. Yeah, I'm real happy about this because maybe this time Ramona can be a fully fleshed out character. What? I really like the Edgar Wright movie, but come on now. Yeah, I agree. I forgot to mention one thing up top. Actually, it goes better here. Image Comics. The Image Comics employees have voted to unionize. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Get it, get it. Good for them. They deserve it. Image first are almost always good. The entire industry next. Uh, There, that makes them the first comic book uh, publisher to be unionized. Speaking of Image Comics, Jeff Lemire has signed an exclusive contract with Image Comics. Ooh, and a move that I didn't know was possible. When you got enough money, anything's possible. Yeah, because like Image is like, oh yeah, just come here and do some creator own stuff and you own it. But like, no, you are you are only publishing through us now. Um, this it does makes, not. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it makes sense because like, um, he well he does do various things for the for the big two. Like his tenure being that guy is over, so mm-hmm. he is full on creator own stuff. Like he has a new a new issue coming out like every week at this point. This dude just yeah. churns them out. It's insane. And they're all pretty good. Yeah. Um. Black Hammer will continue. Uh, it's going to end soon, though. Black Hammer ends. It's going to be the final series. Um, he'll continue that at Dark Horse, and then when that's done, um, he did say future Black Black Hammer published stuff will go through Dark Horse, but everything else he publishes is going through Image, and then that does not include his digital stuff, so all of his digital stuff will still be on Substack, which he also has an exclusive contract with. <laughs> he has many avenues that he's working. Yes. Do you have in this report that he apparently has, like, he has like work finished for like 10 years. He has, uh, yeah. yeah, he, he has written 10 years worth of material and he's just drawing it all out now. Mm-hmm. So he is, he's like, he's a decade of his life just done. And he's, yeah, I'm just going to be working on this. That's what's coming out. I'm like, what? I, to be you. That's, right. Oh my God. Incredible. Uh, I'm excited for more Black Hammer, obviously, but I was a little sad to hear in this report that it does sound like it's coming to an end um, outside of maybe some Substack stuff. I mean, um, you don't call a title "Black Hammer Ends." Yeah, for nothing. Yeah, so like, I really like the universe. I picked up every comic th- uh, through it. Um, so that's gonna—that's a bummer that it's potentially coming to an end. But like Mike Manola does, he could come back to it whenever he wants. I was gonna say that's one of those things where like he'll come back every couple years, probably. Hey, there's a new story. Mignola, not Matola. <laughs> <laughs> I combine them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, Doctor Strange, Nexus of Nightmare. It's going to be a one-shot by Ralph Macchio, not that one. Uh, and Ibrahim <laughs> Mostafa. Yeah, Ibrahim. Um, it's going to pit Doctor Strange against Nightmare. So, um... I wonder Night- why. Nightmare's the villain of Doctor Strange 2. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, uh, that was a rumor from such a long time ago. Um, this, this, this one-shot is interesting, because do you guys know what's currently going on with Doctor Strange in the comics? He's not the, mm-hmm. the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. He's dead. He died. Oh, right. He died. Yes. That, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yes. He died. Um, so this is a one shot back to a previous adventure uh, because he's dead. 
Um, I just thought that's funny because I'm like, everyone's like, wait, is this a new story? Because I just watched the dude die. Uh, yeah. It was funny. Um, there's a lot of these one shots. Ralph Macho did a lot of stuff in the 80s. I now learn it's not the same Ralph Macho as we all know now. Um, I'll probably maybe read this. I also thought for longer than I feel like I should have that this was the same guy for the Karate Kid. Oh, no. I just ha- I just assumed because otherwise it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. I like feel the Karate bad for, Kid guy writes comics. I feel bad for comics Ralph Macho because I'm sure he's tired of that shit. <laughs> Me too. Um, X-Men Red. I was wondering if Al Ewing was going to be doing a solo title again, and he is going to continue in the X-Men universe with X-Men Red. Um, this is going to be with art by Stefano Caselli, which I think does sword with him. Yeah. Um, or did sword. Um, it's yeah. going to focus on Storm, Magneto, and Sunspot, uh, and more that'll kind of cycle through, uh, and then pick up threads of that he left in sword. This is fantastic. This is so great. Obviously, set on Ewing Mars is, is a treasure. It's Araco. Sorry, yeah, Araco. The, you, 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 human being. I did um, finish the Hellfire Gala. I should know that. It's okay. Um, for those of you who aren't in the know, the X-Men have terraformed the planet Mars, and now millions of interdimensional mutants live on the planet Mars on this terraformed planet. And now uh, it's called Araco. And Storm is the leader of the universe. She's literally like the president of the universe. Uh, comics are great. You should read X-Men. More importantly, you should read Sword. And now we're going to read X-Men Red, which is about Mars. Yeah, because uh, I think one of the Hellfire Gala was like, yeah, um, I think it was like Sword or something, where it's like um, Araco will speak for the galaxy and intergalactic things Yeah, now, so from like, now on. So do Earth- not worry about Earth. So it's really great because it causes so much like political strife with like like the humanity because all of a sudden this brand new green Mars filled with millions of extra dimensional mutants are now is now like the like the leader of of like civilization and everyone yeah. just just go Captain America's like yeah that's cool I guess <laughs> what am, what no, am okay. I going to say to Storm like she's a god uh, it's really heavy shit it's really cool yeah uh, yeah I'm very excited for this I love Al Ewing I love Sword so. Um, Legion of X, the other, t- the I think the final X Men title coming out in Destiny of X. Um, Cy Spurrier will be continuing, um, from uh, Way of X, Way of X, thank you. Um, with Jan Bazaldwa, yep. Um, there's gonna be a procedural X book, kind of in the vein of, of X Factor, he, he mentioned, mm-hmm. um, that will deal with, they'll have like Nightcrawler, Legion, Pixie, and Juggernaut, and then other cast members throughout. Um, uh, this yeah. is great because John, um, uh, uh, Jan, uh, uh, can you say the last name again? Because I, I don't remember it. Basaldwa. Basaldwa is the first trans woman to write an X Men comic or draw an X Men comic. That's wow. really great. It's really great. Um, I'm really excited for this book. Way of X is really cool. Um, Legion is such a fascinating, fun character. I really um, like how I just read some Le- some Way of X. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like how he, he writes uh, Legion. He he is probably the guy who's written the most Legion out of any writer because he wrote X Men Legacy and also like Legion uh, for Marvel now a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So this is like it's a winner winner chicken dinner. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, Juggernaut. Yeah, Juggernaut. He's not a mutant, but he's a louder Krakoa because he's brothers with Professor X. Bing bong. Yep. I had to double check, but yeah, we're in trailers. Yeah. Trailer park. Death on the Nile. Looks like a Kenneth Branagh movie. It does. With, with enough champagne to to drown the Nile. As uh, she pours the champagne over the edge of the boat. It's such a, such an interesting path I've had with this movie. From going, 
watching the first trailer and loving the the cast and being like, great, I'm so happy that this cast is together in this movie. I'm really excited for this movie. I loved Murder on the Orient Express. A year happens. And then a year happens where I'm like, oh, half of these people are not good people. It's just funny because they're clearly cutting around Army Hammer a lot. Um, He's definitely like one of the leads. I mean, they're all Mm -hmm. the leads, but like they're cutting around him a lot. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a fine movie, you guys. It's just like, you, you you got a detective on on a boat where you do another murder? Weren't you, you thought of that first? I mean, I, I guess I, I I really liked Murder on the Orient Express. Um, I thought it was fine. A lot yeah, of pretty thought, people on it, and I really like Murder Mysteries. So like, mm-hmm. I'm I was really excited for Death on the Nile being like the first time they've ever made a sequel to Murder on the Orient Express with like the same Hercule Poirot, and I like how Kenneth Branagh plays that role. Yeah. Admittedly, I've not seen another version, uh, so I'm just gonna say that, <laughs> but um. I was that's gonna say, what, I guess in I guess in like film in theater, yes, that's true. I was gonna I, say not not on like television. Is that true? Right, right. Because there's that whole show. There's that Poro show that's been going on for decades. Um, yeah. I, so I was really excited for Death on the Nile, and now I'm just kind of like, well, there's you know, two anti-vaxxers, a, a a bad woman, and a cannibal on a on a boat together. Cool. I, I just. Yeah, like I'm again. I'm sure this is good. Like this trailer, just like uh, I can tell, I can, I know what this movie's gonna be. Like it doesn't look like it's gonna do anything. Like uh, that first, the first one didn't. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't see anything new where I'm like, oh, it's it's that again. And like if you're into that, sure. But like I, especially with the cast, I'm like I don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, pull up Mag's comment, Ben, please. It is. It is very yeah. much still just like a. a I'm also good... really excited for Knives Out. 2. Oh, I was that's... gonna say it very much badly wants to be Knives Out too, and it isn't. Um, it it does look like a like it's a good looking movie, just yeah. like mm-hmm. Murder on the Orient Express was a good looking movie. Um, it's like West Side Story is a good looking movie, but, yeah. but I wonder, I wonder if it'll have anything else going for it, and I just suspect yeah. not beyond like a story that it, that is good. Um, but like, I, I think know. Kenneth Branagh changed his mustache in this one. I, I like think it he bigger. changes his mustache every scene. Because <laughs> he's got like a he's got like a little flip up and then like the whole bush down. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then sometimes it'll curl and sometimes it'll straighten. Depends yeah. on the day. And he, he wears like a the the the, the mustache sleepy. mask in the, yeah. in the first movie. All right. I I really hope that that's not just good trailer cutting and that the bit where the guy says he accuses everyone of murder and he's like I admit it's a problem. I hope that's a real ex- me a real too. Exchange I like that. In the movie because yeah. I think that's a great exchange of Poro being like it's true. It's a problem. I, <laughs> I think you all killed somebody. <laughs> I call everybody a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was really funny too. I think it's very muddy now because I'm high. <laughs> hey. All right. Uncharted. Second trailer for Uncharted. The, I, w- I want to say the one positive thing I have to say, which is like the part where the ships are flying, being flown by the helicopters looks neat. No, and yeah. I'm like, you know, this is the energy I wish the whole movie was because like at least it'd be stupid fun. I so, don't believe in much, it. Much like the first trailer, like again, like uh, much like the, the, the Denial trailer is watched. I think this looks like a fine movie. Um, it's just that it is Uncharted. And also this trailer showed me every single thing that happens in the movie. There's, it showed me the end of the movie, not just with the with the mustache, but with what they do with the ships, which is the end of the movie. Why would you do that? What, what I, what I, oh, so, okay. I really love those games. Yeah. I, I think that that's what's, what's, it did exactly what I thought it was going to do when the mustache showed up. And it's like, oh, what's that thing on your face? Ha ha ha. Um, sure, whatever. I am baffled by the fact that Sony, so, so, wholeheartedly believes that the reason why 
none of us liked Mark Wahlberg as Sully was because of the mustache. That's the only reason, yeah. And like that, no, you idiots. It's it's it, it it's he's poorly cast. The other thing is Tom Holland, I is just doing an impression of Nathan Drake and isn't like being Nathan Drake because like I see moments in the trailer where he's got that gun, like he gets hit by the car in the plane where he's got that uh, exacerbated oh crap that's like yeah. that's Nathan that's Nathan Drake energy but you feel like you're just kind of putting it putting on a fake Nathan Drake energy Nathan Drake yeah he's very much a guy who's very expressive and he's like oh shit I'm about to get punched in the face aren't I yeah like, he's very much a comedian that and like Tom Holland God bless him like he's he is doing that but like I don't buy it i just don't it, feel, buy it, does, it. it feels surface level it feels like i'm acting it yeah, it, yeah. It, it's exactly that you could tell he's doing a performance and not like in, in inhabiting the role yeah. um the action like looks fine like it looks good but i'm just like they showed so much of this movie <clears throat> like they showed like the plot of the movie i can't believe it and like mm-hmm. it's like oh and like i guarantee you that the mustache is the thing that happens at the end of the movie I, oh I yeah i'm that. sure that's the gi joe snake eyes x-men origins thing where they show you the suit and it happens at the end of the movie yeah um, i don't know man i I'm don't just, know about this one it looks like it looks like it could be a fun, ge- decent, generic action film, but they yeah. like decided I, to be to be this like origin story for Nathan Drake while also combining elements of all four games. And they do the thing again where they mention Sam multiple times, like they're setting up like he's like this big thing. I'm like he's not introduced for like ten years, guys. But like Sam also didn't know <laughs> Sully before. Yeah, it's before Sully knew, knew Nathan. They're definitely guys. You know weird. they don't care. I know oh, that's what's frustrating. That's the problem when you care sometimes about a thing. You're like, oh man. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, hey, I'm sure you guys all saw that. Like, he pitched this as like a young James Bond movie, and then they're like, no, dude. Yeah. God no. That. And I'm like, oh, poor Tom. All right. Big gold brick. I just want Tom Holland to have other wins. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Remember Chaos Walking? <laughs> no. Yeah. Remember one exactly. Yeah. Is that the one with like the the mind thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh big gold brick. Uh, I thought this looks very very weird. Yes. This does uh, look this very is the kind weird. of movie Tom Holland needs to be in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so a guy gets hit by a car and then he's like a, a rich guy hits somebody and then he's like Andy hey, Garcia. Andy Garcia, uh I hit you. Can you write my autobiography? <laughs> and I'm like that's already really dumb and weird, but okay. And then they're all eccentric and drugs are involved and it's very like Megan cool. Fox plays the wife hallucinogenic yeah like 30 years second wife second wife um looks like a goofy fun time yeah oscar isaac is putting on a a voice i think he's doing lucy Lucy hale is the daughter i think so too yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't know what oscar isaac's doing but i love it yeah me too i i I watched at first i was like oh this is kind of like a generic comedy i'm not gonna put this on then it got weird i was like oh okay i think i think oscar isaac is going to be like Andy Garcia's like old rival mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. up to that point he the guy is going to be questioned like questioning how much of Garcia's storytelling has been real and then that dude's going to show up with like his missing his like blacked over eye and all this shit and he's going to be like in the house and, and he's going to be like am I imagining this <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's all real archive 81 I'm so glad you put this on here this looks awesome. Yeah, I thought this looked really cool. Yeah, I think this is. I think this looks interesting. Hard to, hard to gauge or say a lot about it, but it does look interesting. Yeah, um, it's definitely more like like moody and stuff. But it's but it's about a dude who's like there's a bur- there's a building fire, and we want you to archive all the footage that was inside of the building. And then it turns out there's like some haunted, spooky shit going on in these recordings. So it's like 
it's like inception you're watching something within something well it's um, like if, if the the stories within vhs were connected yes there you go yeah, yeah yeah um i i'm definitely i think it looks really really promising uh yeah i'm gonna keep my eyes off for this one. i love that mm -hmm. i love that court of owls like scene with the mask yeah very mm -hmm. like yeah there's like like cold shit going on and like you have to find out stuff from the past to influence the future and like detective stuff and i'm like that that seems really cool like it could seem like it could be really really messy if done wrong but Damn. i believe, yeah. i want to believe the witcher blood origin we finally got our first look Man, this is so many things. This is like the fourth Witcher thing, and I haven't caught up on the other one. Oh my god, too much Witcher. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the prequel <laughs> that tells the story of how the Witchers came to be. Yeah, uh, I'll watch it, but I gotta watch those other things first. Um, um, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're 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 Netflix is diving two hundred percent into the Witcher universe, and as far as I can tell, Witcher season two is a success. And the animated thing is a success. So, like, they they got it. They, they found something that really works for them. Um, mm -hmm. I'll watch this in three years when I watch everything else that comes out first. I'm glad that Henry Cavill has this. Hell yeah. Man, he might be getting Warhammer stuff. He might be doing Mass Effect. That dude, like, he's such a nerd. It's awesome. Good for that guy. Yeah. yeah. He has essentially crowned Henry Cavill king of the nerds. He, he so. manifests. He's manifesting nerd shit to, like, become real. So, mm -hmm. I'm like, I believe it. I, I'm glad. I saw a clip, no, I saw a clip of him uh, in an interview. I want to say it was for Witcher, where he talking to the guy. He looks up. He's like, "You know that chandelier looks like a lot of a big thing from Warhammer." And he's like, "Oh," and the other guy's like, "Oh yeah, it does." He's like, "What do you not know?" Him, him, and Jasker like do like play Warhammer together. Like he got him into Warhammer and stuff. I'm like, "Oh, that's cute. That's a cute. that's cool. That's adorable." Um, yeah, I love the action. I'm excited for this one. I feel very. It feels very Fellowship of the Ring. It does definitely like obviously Witcher is fantasy, but this is like so much in the past, so it definitely has like a more like ethereal, like mm -hmm. whimsy. Yeah. Before shit, before shit gets really bad and racist. <laughs> Peacemaker. Man, this is like the third three minute trailer I've watched. You guys, yeah. they're showing me so much stuff. I like this trailer a lot, though. This works. Yeah, out. this one. This was the first time where I was like, oh yeah, this is this is this. I'm into this. I'm I here. I think uh, because like the show is like very mature. I think I needed like a rated R trailer to really sell me on it. Not that I wasn't gonna watch it, but like now that I'm seeing like oh it's going full hog rated R like yo mother effer blah 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 shooting faces off blah. I'm like okay yeah this looks like a James yeah. Gunn thing yeah. Um, I've definitely been encouraged by people saying that this is some of the best work of James Gunn's career from oh, like, yeah. early, early screeners, and I'm like okay. Yeah, um, they got seven episodes. The screeners. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked. I I yeah. like it. I I like the vibe of the trailer a lot. Yeah, the Northman. Uh um uh uh revenge my mother kill Fulfnir uh play God of War Ragnarok avenge <laughs> avenge my father save my mother kill Fulfnir kill Fulfnir um I I want to watch it so bad yeah uh Robert Eggers. You know, when they say from visionary director, I'm oftentimes like, are you? But with Robert Eggers, I say, yes, you are, sir. You've mm -hmm. earned it. You got the Vavitch. You got the the lighthouse. Give me more, please. Um, I'm all up in Viking mythology lore. So like, I'm. this looks so great. Um, if you guys want more of this in long form uh, storytelling, watch The Last Kingdom. It's great. It's on Netflix. It's basically this story that's over five seasons. Um, it's, it's like, has a lot of inspiration um, with like old like Nordic folklore. There's like one specific story I don't remember the name of, but it's like, this is like inspired by stuff. Um, this looks awesome. Bjork's, Bjork's looks like a crazy witch lady, man. It looks like they're doing, I don't know if that's what this is, but like Andy Serkis is in this, right? Um, right? That's Andy Serkis? No. 
who plays the there's an evil guy i don't remember sorry the face the, the there's a there's a look at like how they're potentially doing like the gods Mm-hmm. Like there's there's like the 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 actor and it just in fire with like complete darkness behind them mm-hmm. that looks like that he could like like uh the main character could be talking to the gods oh yeah in yeah. that moment and that's how they visualized that that looked really cool to me um I I just thought that that whole thing looked looked awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, like visually like Robert Eggers knows what he's doing um I hope it's in four by three that'd be really funny <laughs> true Zack Snyder style baby um yeah man just like a whole bunch of great actors like really putting it all in this for like I could, I, I'm glad movies like this get, get to get made I'm just so happy uh who plays the king Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawke but he dies in the first 15 minutes yeah Moonfall I wish I'm I'm seeing this movie no matter what I wish they'd stop releasing trailers yeah, yeah. but this is the first trailer that had me fist pumping I yeah, wish yeah that the thing that's in the moon was more visually interesting to look at. I agree. I have a feeling there's a phase two we don't know about. I That would be great. I like, I, I'm all for the, the premise, the concept, like, cool, yeah. cool. I'll have a great time. But the, the but the bit of it looking like a big, essentially what you see, like nano machines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think we can do better. I think, I, yeah. I was just saying, I really hope that this does well because I want to see see big director. I want to see big stupid sci-fi again. Like I miss when directors could just like get two hundred million dollars and just make whatever crazy movie they want. And I'm hoping that like maybe we get at least one more after this because I mean, this looks like let's give him whatever. That's and he just goes nuts. I, that's very much why I feel the way that I'm expressing because like this looks like so much the the thing itself right the mm-hmm. not not the movie overall but the thing itself that's in the moon looks like so much like you've seen it before yeah mm-hmm. like there's nothing visually interesting about looking at that thing and that bums me it's out. a worse it's just a, it's just a particle mm-hmm. machine thing and, it's like, a worse looking around. uh uh thing from guardians of the galaxy Bunny. i was about to say the same thing yeah. to you right yeah and i and i wish that it was something like a big dumb dragon or no see that's why something yes more visually so, interesting Here's why I 100% think that they're not showing all of it because there was a line in the trailer like if you if it's what you think it is, uh, then I think it's either some like big monster or some big living bioorganism thing that's like that is just what you see on the outside because otherwise if it is just that it is gonna suck. I got a feeling there's like a nugget in the middle of the moon. It's gonna be like mm. a cheese monster, big cheese monster. Yeah, I'm excited. I I really want to see a big stupid sci-fi movie again. So this feels like. Like, if you told me this movie was shot in 2017 and it's been on the shelf, I would believe you. Yeah, me too. But, like, again, like, I agree. Like, every couple of years, I want a big, dumb movie. And Roland yeah. Emmerich is, like, the guy. It's why me. I like the second Independence Day, because, like, I can just have a good time. It's not even that good. It's just fun. Big, big dumb monsters. Oh, yeah. The Batman. I didn't. I, I, I'll just. If this movie's bad, we're going to have problems, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, because, like. Every trailer just keeps getting better, and I'm like, just, it, "This was my Batman favorite trailer. Keeps, this was my favorite trailer they've released." The Batman key just keeps upping the ante, and just like more and more. Like the first trailer, okay, cool. The second trailer with the music and him coming out the car upside down. Oh my god, this one's just like, "Why is this still going so hard?" I'm so yeah. excited for this movie. All the stuff between Selena and Bruce looks so good. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I love hearing hearing that hearing um his Batman voice. I think he's got a good one. He yeah, does have a um, I it, it awesome because you know you never want to do the same thing over again. So it, it looks like 
they potentially are doing the 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 Wayne's might be dirty uh, storyline, which I always think is super cool. They don't do enough of. They've done it in the Telltale books, then some Elseworlds comic books. Um, but like that's a cool idea. Like, oh, what if everything you you believed in was wrong, Batman? And I'm like, you lied to me, Alfred. Oh God, I'm sorry. That's the worst accent I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like this looks so effing good. This is like, remember when movies look like, like movies? That's what this makes. Every time I watch one of these trailers, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Northman. But it's a superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Circus uh, is definitely in this one, Brandon. Yeah. What? No, you were saying about Andy Circus being in the Northman? Oh, He's yes, yes. <laughs> I meant Willem Dafoe. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, I there got a train go. update. I got I got a plane update. For those of you just joining us, a oh, plane no. fell in my street and a train uh-huh. hit it. Oh, God, is everyone okay? I don't know. <laughs> don't look anymore until the podcast is over. Okay. I just thought maybe we could share an update. Well, I, I mean, I do. The guy asked me if I was available, so maybe he's going to call me a bit. So if you see me go away, that's why. Yeah, Because I'm you, doing magazine stuff. You that's said fine. that. You said it, Ben. We got you. No, I just want to give you a heads up. But that's that... it, Ben. We're going. We're oh, done with the bread and butter. Mag has a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben, ben gets asked, are you available? And he's like, I'm just recording a podcast. But yeah, I'm available. <laughs> Uh, yeah, me too, Meg. Uh, says thought for a moment they could connect to Court of Owls. They could. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool little like teasing for the future stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into our top ten. All right, so you know how this works. Uh, we're just going to talk about our top tens of 2021. Uh, that's comics, movies, TV shows, all the things. Uh, that's all, all of our top ten. So everyone's done it. You know what we're doing. Who yeah. wants to do a start with honorable mentions? I believe. Yeah. yeah. With honorable I'll, mentions. I'll go with. I'll go with some honorable mentions, and, and there are no ties on my list this year. Good. So none of that, because I know you're all gonna give me. Bravo. Crap. You're gonna give me crap for that. How much you want to bet he did something weird anyway? No. Well, okay. I, I, I trust him. You know, I did do. I did do one thing here. So the first thing on my honorable <laughs> mention. You. you oh, I, Ryan. I, you let me down, Ben. So there's a reason why it's an honorable mention. <laughs> so we've been doing this for October six years. Of... We know we know Ben can't can't help himself. So in October of twenty of of October of last year, one of my new favorite bands, Beast in Black, released an album. I did not know they released an album until two weeks ago. Hmm. I listened to this album. It freaking slaps. I wish I could put it on my list. But I can't because I didn't listen to it until 2022, so that's why it's on all my, my armor. I would have counted that it. That doesn't that doesn't matter. I would absolutely count that. It came out in ben, 2021. I watch, on... Ben, I didn't watch Matrix Resurrections until this year. It came out last year. It only matters that it came out in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, also like real quick, I am always suspect of people who put out top tens at the beginning of December. Lots of shit comes out in December, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's still 2021. You are neglecting December. That's what I'm saying. Right. I agree. All right, but still, it's it's a kick-ass album. Uh, Ryan, the first track on that album is a track I think you really appreciate. It's called Blade Runner. Yeah, the whole album is is like based off like sci-fi and anime anime properties. Like, there's one song that's that got hardcore Alita Battle Angel vibes, and I freaking love it. Really good album. Oh. Dark Knights, listen to it. And also, I realized they're doing they're touring in April, and I might go see them in Anaheim because I really want to see them when they were going to do a tour in 2020 but we all know what happened so well, yeah we'll see how um, the year goes besides that uh i have my first video game on my honorable mentions list uh okay. bowser's fear yeah it's uh bowser's fury uh-huh the only other game the, that the two that you played 
So it Bowser's Fury, yeah, Bowser Fury came with uh, Mario 3D World, and that was Mario 3D World was a remake from a Wii U game, solid Wii U game. But Bowser's Fury was actually is actually something I hope they do with with uh, 3D Mario titles down the line. It's a very fun game. It's about a maybe a five plus hour romp, but it's a fun game. It's a fun cooperative game. Had really good elements. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, I did you guys want me to go through my entire Amo mentions, or just like we just go? Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. let's see. So that that uh, Cruella, Cruella's on armor mentions. I really enjoyed Cruella. Mm, yes, Emma Stone was she was amazing. Every time the little a little ad for the little scene with her and the um and the Baroness is the Baroness, right? Yeah, it's the Baroness. Mm-hmm. That comes up as an ad before my YouTube. It's on your list. <laughs> Either way, it's awesome. I loved it. Um, Shang Chi. I put Shang Chi on my armor mentions. I love oh, it. Oh yeah. I had an absolute blast with Shang-Chi, but I mean it was good, but there's something on my top 10 that was a whole that was even better and I think you know what it is. Uh and also lastly, a uh, new Pokémon Snap. That came out this year and that revived Pokémon Snap because a lot of fans have been dying for a new Pokémon Snap game and we finally got it. So and it came out to rave reviews. Fanny absolutely loves it. I enjoyed it. I haven't touched it in a while because of other things, but it's still a fun game, and it brings so much more to Pokemon Snap than the original ever did. So I'm glad that uh, fans of the series got it. So yeah, that's, those are my honorable mentions. Very cool. Let's go next. Uh, I will do it. <clears throat> Planet-sized X-Men. This was a one-shot that came out during the Hellfire Gala. Um, and I, it's one of my favorite single issues of the year, but not enough to make it on the top 10 because it's only one issue. But this is the terraforming of Mars. Uh, some of the most beautiful art ever with just mars getting terraformed by like iceman and storm and magneto and like making the molten core and doing shit with waves and i'm like man comics comics are cool y'all so i said planet size x-men my favorite uh for one issue of the year um i put this on here and i don't think anybody else for i put f9 the fast saga because i think everyone in the world's forgotten that fast and furious came out i still like it there's a scene where uh dom toretto like he falls into some water and then it turns into an art scene for five minutes. And I still think about that all the time with just cross dissolves and Don Toretto spinning around. I'm like, Mwah, cinema, baby. Um, <laughs> also cinema. I put malignant. I like malignant a whole lot. Not enough to put it in my top 10. Sometimes you just got to cut some cancer and you got some faces coming out of your face. It's just cool shit. Um, Eyes of Tammy Faye. I love that movie. I thought it was really great. Um, I did watch that a couple days ago, so I don't think it's enough to make it on the top 10. But again, you want strong performances. Uh, Jessica Chastain, definitely give her that Oscar. Give her the Oscar. And then finally, on my honorable mentions, I got Iron Man. I, by Christopher Cantwell and Kafu. Um, I'm a big Iron Man guy, but I don't really get to talk about how much I love Iron Man. Because the comics generally are fine. Um, And this new run is the best Iron Man run since the Matt Fraction run over a decade ago. Uh, it really gets to the heart of who Tony Stark is and all the addictions that he deals with and him trying to be a good person while balancing out his ego. Uh, it's a very it's a very classic-centric run with doing stuff with Korvac and Hellcat, who are like people who dealt with in the 70s and stuff. Uh, it's just an all-around terrific book. Uh, and we're finally out of the shadow of Robert Downey Jr. So I'm just thankful for that. I saw, a clip, I saw a clip from an Iron Man movie before. I was like, oh, I miss him. I love him. I... I if that rumor of Tom Cruise, oh up, yeah, I would that, love that. That that's the type of that's the type of cameos I want. Don't bring in some Fox character. Get me like yeah, that'd fake, be great. That'd be sick as shit. That's me. Honorable. Who sports. wants uh, Sparks? Oh no, you sir. 
Oh, you okay. be my guest. Soon. No, I'll go. I'll go. You big okay. baby. You always need to go last. Um, I always want to go. I, I want my friends to go first. You want to go last, and I will <laughs> do it. Uh, I'm just gonna rattle these off because you're pretty much familiar with all of them. This was hard. I had a hard time making oh, this yeah. list. Oh, yeah. Um, so everything I'm about to name in honorable mentions was at some point considered to be in the top ten. Um, and even then, some things you guys mentioned, like F9, Cruella, like they were there. They're not there now. They're not even in the honorable mentions because this was too hard. Oh. Um, so here we go. Uh, Free Guy, The oh. Snyder Cut, oh, Psycho sorry. Gorman. Psycho Gorman, Knight. right. Wait, what was the, the, sorry, what was that? The Green Knight. The Green Knight. The Queen's Gambit, Sweet Tooth, oh, sweet Adventure tooth. Time, Finn and Jake together again. Superman and Lois, Godzilla Singular Point, and Motherland Fort Salem Season 2. Motherland! I also put Motherland. All, all of those things are so good, uh, and I loved all of them, and I had a really hard time not putting them in my top ten. Wow. Oh, yeah. I got I got a scrap, scrap of paper that I was, like, scratching stuff in. Like, no, this is... Boston. Yeah, I forgot. I, I, Sweet Tooth almost made it into my, my top 10 also, but it got bumped from my honorable mentions because of something. Um, loved Sweet Tooth, though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to like gush or expand like most of these things we've talked about before. Or I've at least talked about before, like uh, they, they were all like really in the running. I, I just I had a hard time picking. Well, he, he didn't need to go away. We could have just had him on the phone. He's got to. It's it's the most important thing in his life right now. He's got to leave. Also, like he probably can still hear us because we're not <laughs> muted. He is. Have fun with your thing, Ben. Bye. <laughs> anyway, have a good time, Ben. Sparks. Uh, Motherland, Fort Salem. Thankfully, it is getting a third and final season, but it is getting canceled. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you guys want a show that is uh, incredibly, uh, man. I don't even know where to start. Like, it's so unique. It's, like, basically Harry Potter meets, like, military school, but, like, not in a bad way. Like, it's it's a super diverse and really fun and creative. And, like, I've never seen magic dealt in this way before with, like, vocal cords. And, like, they, they scream to use their spells. Like, it's just super imaginative, good stuff. And, again, this is a Disney show, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, Motherland Port Salem did this with my top ten a lot. Um Mm-hmm. And I ultimately, like, I decided that I had to have my top 10 in there. My my number 10 that I'm going to bring up, a Motherland Fort Salem season two was, like, right yeah. there. And I'm like, I really want to put season two in here, but I just, I, I just if can't, if, but I want to. If some of the character stuff um, panned out better, I bet it would have probably been in our top 10s. But I remember there's there's some character stuff, like, I think it's Raelle, they're like, like, oh, what's going on here? And, like, and like the, yeah, yeah. the mom stuff. Yeah, the yeah. stuff with the mom that's just, like water under the bridge like who gives a shit like yeah yeah. yeah, it it, like and a lot of things have flaws but like uh, i wanted to put motherland up here so bad maybe season three next year like i i love that show so bad i i want it in there true yeah i felt the same way about like ducktales like i want to put ducktales in there or like um hilda and sweet tooth shit i forgot about lupon because it was Uh, it was listed as 2020 yeah but it well technically came out in 2019 in japan so like (laughs) and then 2020 in the u.s so like you can't but we saw it this year yeah that's a great movie um so like like that sort of thing i I, maybe if i sat more with hilda it would have ended up in my top 10 but like it didn't um my honorable mentions Mm -hmm. star wars visions episode the twins which i think Mm -hmm. is probably at this point my one of my favorite things that the star wars franchise has ever produced this is the Mm. trigger episode 
Um, the most we're... the most non-canon Star Wars thing you could possibly get. How many <laughs> lightsabers can we put on this thing? It's the it's the it's the uh, it's the the two dark side twins fighting on the on the star destroyers and on the ship. It's awesome. I love it. It's exactly what I wanted from Star Wars Visions. There's a the guy the sheer willpower and spiral power makes his lightsaber grow. Mm-hmm. Spiral yeah. power, girl logging. All right. Brandon says the most the the Star Wars I want is Gurren Lagann. <laughs> yes. I don't want Star Wars to be Star Wars. I want Star Wars to be Gurren Lagann. It'd be pretty cool. I might watch Gurren Lagann <laughs> again and soon. Um, my my, I just got a notification that my Dragon Ball article was put up. I'm very excited. I got to finally write about Dragon Ball. Nice. Only murders in the building. Almost made it into my top ten. That was an incredible show. Um. I really loved how they did um, the mystery of releasing it. Uh, like every every week was really smart. People could engage with the show. People could um, speculate about who the killer was. Loved it. Great performances all around. Um, but didn't quite make it in my top 10. Ghostbusters Afterlife was pretty close to entering my top 10. I'm surprised um, it didn't. I really loved that movie. Um, but... At the end of the day, the 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 I said it on the review, the pure fact that they use Gozer again is what kind of knocks it down from that moment. Like if they had not done that, if they had gone with a different villain, um, I would think I would have probably loved it a lot more. Um, but I did love it nonetheless. I think it's a great movie. Um, can't wait for that DVD so I can watch it again. That's my honorable mentions. And then finally, Invincible season one. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That didn't it was make a tough top 10. It was a tough call. No, I get it. Um, I really wanted to put Invincible season one on my top 10, but I just couldn't find the time, uh, find, find the space for it. And I was like, honorable mention then. Great season. Incredible season. I Since we've got some time because Ben's not here, like, I definitely had to do a lot of like, how much did this, how much, how I want my top 10 at this point because there was just too many things. I was like, how long has this lingered with me and how much has this meant with to me? That's, and that's how I had to bring it down. And like, that's what kept Motherland keep going like, bump, bump. even though I, there were other things like in my honorable mentions where I'm like, I think this is probably a better product, but like Motherland means more to me. And so I kept mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a place where Invincible could potentially go um, that I just, it, you know, it just like, just barely beat it out. And I was like, well, I guess it's this one and not Invincible. Um, sure. But like, I loved Invincible. Uh, cannot wait for that second season. And like, Which... I can't get over that. There's like twenty things that I'm sure I would love and have put have put in the considerations on here that I didn't even get to, like Midnight Mass yeah. or Midnight Mass for Ryan's list. For me, Arcane. Like, I'm sure I would have put that on my list. Oh man, doing this was so much easier before I watched Arcane. Yeah, <laughs> and Matrix Resurrections before I had those two in the roster here. This was so much easier. Right. I have, I, I'm gonna add one more to my honorable mentions. Do it. Because we got time. Because it's it's so hard. Because there are just so many good things, and I don't want to knock something off this list. So, right. potentially, my number ten is now my honorable mention. It is Matrix Resurrections. I like that movie Whoa. a lot. I love that movie, but like, I had a really good year this year. Yeah, that's Dang. true. So, Matrix <sighs> Resurrections is now honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. That's Holy still like. Shit. That's still. I got a lot of good stuff. I, I think that's I, knowing where I put Matrix Resurrections compared to what you're saying and how how you were about that. Like, I, I think I also have well to, half uh, of my list you haven't. 
half of my things you haven't even watched or played. <laughs> That's true. So it's going to be that way. How long do we wait for him? We don't. Um, like, we don't. I mean, That's the, he right. decided to leave the he, podcast on He the decided podcast. to say he was available, so now we <laughs> That's true. I hope he hears this, that fucker. All right. <laughs> um, so who wants to go first then with their number 10? Uh, we'll do it the way we usually do, which is usually a roundtable. Normally, uh, we would have Ben go first at this point because he started with honorable mentions, but he's not here. So, Ryan, you'll go ahead with your number 10, then my I'll do number, number 10, then Brandon. 10. I have a feeling there's going to be a couple things I like that are on each of our lists. Oh, I'm sure. Places, I'm sure. But yeah. um, my number 10 is Halo Infinite. Um, I didn't beat the campaign. Damn. I, That's bro, cool. I, this, there's a lot of good stuff on here. But also, like, yeah, like that multiplayer, even if I haven't beaten the campaign, like, I've come back to that multiplayer. Like, it is 100% the best Halo experience since since 343 took over. Like, it is the best Halo experience in 10 years. Um, yeah. and like they, and they, they are constantly updating the multiplayer system. Cause like the battle pass launched in a really bad state and like upgrading and like, uh, unlocking things was a nightmare. You could play for hours and you wouldn't unlock shit. And they've been, they've been doing constant updates left and right and giving you stuff for free to like, Hey, we know we messed up and we're making it better. Um, luckily that gameplay loop is so effing good. Oh my God. Like I, I, I'm mad that I don't get to play it more. Like I don't, like, I don't feel good enough to want to play it. Cause like it deserves so much of me. It's so, it's so good. How cool is that? That like a year ago you didn't think you're gonna be gonna like it, let alone put it in your top ten. Absolutely, there are a couple things on here that I feel that way about. Where I'm like, it's always great to be like, to just like be open minded enough where like anything can be good and like, especially that team. Like three four three deserves such such like a win because like we were all bagging on that game for good reasons. It didn't look good, and mm -hmm. they're like, we're gonna take a year off. I mean, we're gonna work, but we're gonna delay it a year. We're sorry, and then a year later. It's like one of the best games of the year. So it's a, it's a win for everybody. Yeah. And Sparks. I can't wait. One day we'll all play it together. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Sparks. Uh, my number 10 is KO Knockout City. That's mine as well. Uh, there it is. Uh, uh, that game feels so good. Um, like, I, I love that game. I love playing that game. I wish more of my friends loved playing that game. But I love that multiplayer feel of that game. Like, um, just every every time that you win, it feels it feels good. Every time that you move and do actions in that game, it feels good. They got they nailed that gameplay for what that game is of dodgeball mm -hmm. so well, and I I've really been taken with it. And even though I don't get to play it a, as much as I'd probably like to, like when I do, it is. It is an emblematic of a multiplayer gaming experience I really want because I feel like you can do such good teamwork so well, so quickly, uh, without communication. Like, everything, like, you can communicate, but, like, just paying attention and, like, passing and throwing and, like, getting to move with each other and just understanding what you need to do. Uh, like, we played last night, like, with you and Marty and I, and we had some incredible, like, pass, boom, knockout, done. Yeah. Like, we were just working in sync, uh, and that you don't get that in all the multiplayer games. And that I feel, I find that find happens so often with KO knockout city. I'm so, I'm so in love with it and I love the aesthetic of it. So yeah, that's my number 10. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I, Oh, is ben, what? No, I was just making a joke. Cause Ben's out here. Oh, actually I think he's about, I think he's wrapped up his call. I don't know what's happening. I'm sure he'll pop in when he's ready. Pop it up. Um, my number 10 is also knockout city. As I mentioned, um, I, fell in love with that game in a way that I didn't think I could for multiplayer games like it. Um, I 
really liked playing that game by myself. I loved playing it with friends. I wish uh, more of my friends liked playing it, like Spark said. Um, I agree. That game just feels so good. And it was something that I really wanted to get good at. And I spent a lot of time in it. And I really, uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. It was really just at the end of the day, like I was shocked at how much I loved it. Ben's back. Hi, Ben. He's a, He's got it, guys. I'm getting published. Nice. Very cool, Congrats. Ben. Congrats, yeah. sir. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry. I know. I saw all your faces, and I go, oh, "There, he's gone." <laughs> it's um, okay. We just talked shit about you for about five minutes, and then we can. No, that's not. Yeah, that's not that normally what happens. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I love Knockout City. So that's my number ten. Nice, Ben. Why don't yes. you give ben. us your number ten and your number nine? Yes. So my number ten is Wandavision. Wow. Now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put Wandavision on here because I loved how different the show was i love how the first two episodes were um they were complete they were they're essentially 1950s and 1960s sitcoms and i thought that was that was a very it was a very different approach it was something i mean yes the, the finale could be could have been a little better but the whole the event of sitting down and waiting to see what was going to happen next was filled me with anticipation i haven't felt within a very very long time and just to speculate with you guys about Mephisto with um, all the crazy stuff, like when Evan Peters showed up, like just that entire, it brought me back to the days of watching Game of Thrones and meeting with my friends the day after the show and just essentially water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, and I, I highly enjoyed the show. I thought Elizabeth Olsen was great. Paul Bettany is always a treasure and the show was great. And I cannot wait to see what happens, especially I'm looking forward to Dr. Strange. So that's my number 10. Very cool. Ben, what's your number nine? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm no, glad. I'm gonna keep going. Hold on, Ben. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. So yeah, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's on there. Um, I never thought I was gonna put Zack Snyder's Justice League on here because honestly, I was. I wanted it to be bad because I wanted the this, this the Snyder. I did not want the Snyder cult to win. It was never against Zack Snyder as a person. And the more I watched it, the more I, the more when I saw it, the more I thought about it. I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I am glad his vision, his true vision, got to the screen. And with a few minor critiques, like I still really don't like what he did with Superman, but everything else, the way he handled Darkseid, Dasad, the other heroes, the way um, he had Barry run back in time, essentially in a mini Flashpoint nod to fix to like make it so Darkseid doesn't eliminate everyone. I really liked. It's a feast for the eyes. It was it was fun. It kept me engaged. I love the scene when Wonder Woman goes into that uh, chamber in Egypt and she sees Darkseid as an ancient painting. I thought that was really cool. So, am I glad the Snyder Cult won? Hell no. I do not. I, the way they fought and bullied, I did not like that. But Zack Snyder himself won this, and I am glad, and I am just I'm happy for him. And also, it was a really good product. Yes, it's four hours long. I was going to say, like, oh my God, ben, it's four hours long. But it's you, still you, it's very on good. Your top ten. It's like on your top 10, so you must like it at least a little I bit. I did. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Snack Snyder's Justice League. Good. Me too. So, yeah. It is a good movie, and it's a good movie. It's a definitely a good experience, and I'm glad he finally got it. So, Zack Snyder, I tip my imaginary hat to you, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> you deserve it. I, I definitely thought about it because it was in my honorable mentions. Like, it almost... It, it it might have been there, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't quite go there. It's a new day. But I, I get you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Did you hear us go through honorable mentions in our top in our tens? I heard your honorable mentions, but not your tens. Okay, Ryan's was Halo Infinite. 
Nice. Sparks was knockout. Knockout City. Knockout City. And so mine awesome. was Knockout City. So. Nice. That's a great game. That's a great okay. Game. Number nine, Ryan. Number nine. I think Number I did this last year. And I'm I wish I could make like a like a graph. Number <laughs> nine. Um, I didn't do a thing. I did a person, and I did this last year, and I do I'm doing it again. I just wrote Al Ewing again because <laughs> um that guy uh finished Immortal Hulk. Can, uh, he, can confirm Ryan did do this last year. Yeah. Uh, 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 he did Hulk. He did Sword. He did Guardians of the Galaxy, and now he's on Venom. I'm only one. I only read one issue of Venom, but he's on Venom. Uh, Al Ewing is like. There's only a couple books that I would Im- read immediately after picking them up because like I let some books like stack up for literally like a year. Uh, if Al Ewing's name on it, like I wanted to read it immediately. Uh, Hulk's a different story because I didn't want it to end because Fifty was the last issue, so I deliberately put that off until until the year was over. And I'm like, okay, now I have to read it. Uh, so like all of Al Ewing's work is 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 my number nine. I love that man. Uh, just so, just he he in Guardians of the Galaxy. Dormammu is reborn through Ego, and Ego was used as like a shell. Uh, so he's like a giant Dormammu thing, and then Doctor Doom and Rocket Raccoon switch bodies accidentally. So Doctor Doom is just hanging out in Rocket's body for a couple issues. And like that sounds insane. And like under a different writer, it would be like the worst thing ever, but it's awesome. It's awesome when Al Ewing mm-hmm. does it. Uh, so Al Ewing, uh, you're the best. Can't wait to read X Men Red. Sparks, number nine. Candyman. Oh, oh yeah. That's a good oh, one. Yeah. That is a good uh, one. Candyman lingered with me long after we saw that movie. I keep thinking about Candyman. Um I I think it's incredible that we were able to get a horror movie that did the things that that movie did. Um even if it's still not quite going far enough like the things that the power of what it has to say and the the impact of what it means and and the performances and how well it's filmed like Candyman's one of my favorite horror movies of the year mm-hmm. um yeah for sure so yeah it's Candyman. can't say it anymore anyway that's it uh it mine's halloween kills no mm. <laughs> hey, um, I like, like what you like yeah my number nine is a uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Okay. Um, this is the one that Invincible could have swapped with, because mm-hmm. um, I went back and forth a lot with like, oh, do I do? Nah, 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 nah. But like, I really like Lower Decks. I think it's some of the best Star Trek I've seen in years. It's definitely the best of the current crop of shows. There's so much heart and love in it. It it's it's like the Oroville, but more turned up into the adult comedy area and not so much kind of parody. Um, it's just brimming with the love of Star Trek that I didn't think it would be. Um, I really like that show. I think it's excellent. I think even if you're not a Star Trek fan, you'll love that show. It is a great um, show. I'm glad I went back and watched season one, and it was fantastic. Season yeah. two is even better. I have to imagine that show is doing really popular because, like, I like I know a lot of like people who aren't in like into Star Trek and they watch that show because it's like another Rick and Morty. Essentially, yeah. kind of thing. actually, that's Fanny. Yeah. When we were watching season one of Lower Decks, she wanted to watch Lower Decks, and she would ask me questions about Star Trek that I'm like, I gotta ask Brandon next time I see him, because I don't know <laughs> the answer to that question. The giant skeleton in the beginning of season... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not That's real, but I'm not gonna spoil what it is. Please, please don't. Alright. Ben, you're number eight. Number... Number eight! Number eight! Yeah, I'm doing the... Um, yeah, I'm doing the Smash Bros. Number eight is Lupin the Third, the First. Damn it! So I keep forgetting these things come out, man. 
God, technically didn't come out this year, but I get you. Japanese. I I did almost put. I'll be I'll be real with you. I almost put a joke number one of Dragon Ball Super Broly. (laughs) 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 Just feel like always. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So Lupin the Third, the first was fantastic. It. I love that movie. I thought that movie was visually gorgeous. It was. It was so much fun, and it reminded me of what of asking my parents if I could watch Lupin the Third on Adult Swim. So, yeah, Lupin the Third, the first great film, love it. Lupin! Yeah, I love that movie. We'll I, if, I, allow it. if I had thought it counted, I would have put it in my honorable mentions mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't put it in at all because I'm like it's twenty twenty one. Ryan, my number eight is. A video game that I know Brandon has played called Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game by Marvel Studios. Um, yeah, man, just like, like, this is like a quintessential, like, if you only had one thing to show someone that like fully, fully, like, is all just like, what is a Guardians of the Galaxy thing? This is it. And more than the movies, more than the comics, I think it is a perfect amalgamation of like the James Gunn stuff, but also like the classic like Annihilation comic stuff that everyone loves. It is without a doubt one of the most well-written games I've played in a long time, which is insane to think that like this Marvel Studios game about Guardians is like the most polished, like most beautiful script that that I've that I've listened to in like a long time. Uh, it's got so much heart and so much emotion. Uh, I won't say too much about it because I know Brandon wants to talk about it later too. Um, absolutely, like definitely the biggest like surprise of the year, even more than Halo, because I think people just ripped this game off, like for mm-hmm. sure. I know a lot yeah, of us yeah. did. And then the reviews were coming out, and like, oh, word, and like, no, man, I cr- this made this game made me cry multiple times. It's like crazy. I will I will talk about it later in my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, we'll bounce off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm me. Sh- number I'm eight. sure had I gotten to touch it, I would have. You would have touched also it. Also had it somewhere, but uh, just a just a light touch. Oh. <laughs> Gotta get tested. Yeah, that's that's how I go. Yeah. As far as my number eight is Dune. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have a whole review on it. I don't need to embellish that much. I did really like Dune. I think there's a lot of like get, reading the book tied with this and like the film experience, and I think doing all that puts Dune where it's at. Um, but it's also overall a solid film. Um, that I think has some of the issues that i think matrix reloaded had where it's like it's really half a movie but i still like it so mm-hmm. cool Dude. um my number eight was actually almost venom but i remember that another ending uh that i venom the comic book uh donny case's venom oh okay i was like um not let there be carnage um donny case's venom had ended but another comic book that i that i loved a lot more also ended birthright Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua Williamson. Um, oh, I forgot the artist's name at this point. I apologize. Um, and uh, really loved that book. Been picking it up since day one. Um, it it's such a beautiful story about family in a in a really awesome, awesomely realized fantasy world. Um, really loved it. It had probably my favorite single issue of the year, which was this issue where like the cover ended up being the first page of the of the book and so like it was a splash cover and then you turn the page into the splash page and it's uh, continuing that dialogue and that's just how the book went for the rest of the issue it's beautifully realized i love that issue so much the art is by andre bresson andre bresson thank you i remembered bresson not andre um yeah i really love that book um i 
hope that someday if we ever do a Victor book club on it, we get to, um, I, yeah, loved it. Um, I really highly recommend if you like, like what if like 10 year old disappeared and then a year later came back as Conan. (laughs) Um, yeah. Ben number seven. So I put two book clubs that we read this year on my top 10, but they didn't obviously didn't come out in 2021. So does that still count or do I have to get them off? We knew it. We knew it. Well, because we've done that before. Best. No, we haven't. No, we no. haven't. We've, we've okay. made a rule top every ten year that we all year. obey. That is the top 10 of 2021, <laughs> which means the things that came out in the year. That's not how the things we consumed, which is why we had a whole category in our holiday annual, which is things we consumed that did okay. not come out this year. Okay, well, oh, it's if due. we could do that, I would have put Daredevils. I would have put Daredevils season yeah, three I on the list. <laughs> I thought we okay, so I was wrong. But anyways, number seven is Dune. Cool. I, uh, a lot of, I, I echo a lot of the things from uh from what Spark said, and yeah, Dune was great. Reading the book definitely helped with the film, and it was. I mean, I also agree that I can't wait to see how it ends because reading the book and only getting to a certain way in the film was kind of, it wasn't jarring, but at the same time, it's like, I can't wait to see what happens, even though I know what happens technically, but it was a feast for the eyes. It was a feast for the eyes. I th- It was very well made, very well shot. The music was fantastic. I can't, I don't have anything bad to say about Dune. Yeah. I don't think any of us do. No. Um, That's your number seven, right? Yes. Ryan, number seven. My number seven is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Huh? I like this movie a lot, you guys. And I was actually struggling how 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 high to put this. Now, definitely it's not better than the other big superhero movie that's not we haven't talked about yet, clearly. <laughs> um, but I was really shocked um by like I, I don't like Man of Steel. I really don't like Batman versus Superman. But he it's in a weird way of like, you know, like the trajectory of like the Spider-Man trilogy. It took a long time to get to where Spider-Man is now. That's how I feel now. Like it sucks that like it took this long to get to where we are because I think the stuff that he's doing in Justice League is is sublime. I think there's some really, really, really special superheroes going on. And there's a there's a fragility and like an emotion that he doesn't experience that he doesn't have in his other movies. There's so much hope in in Justice League that's just absent from the other movies. And it's like this weird arc that he's taking Superman on that should not take 10 years to get there. That's not a good trajectory for that character. But uh, I think some of the stuff in, in, in Snyder Cut is like my favorite superhero stuff of the year. If it wasn't for Spider-Man, it would be my favorite superhero movie of the year. Um, because it is a movie that has a good final, like a final act, which a lot of the other movies cannot say, uh, for my opinion. Um, and I think the stuff that it does with Flash, while the personality stuff is bad, the way that it handles his 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 speed force is like the, my favorite that I've ever seen in a movie. I adore the way that he handles the speed force in that movie. Uh, and the finale, it is my favorite finale, of, even more than even more than Spider Man, because like Spider Man has like all the big nostalgia and all that stuff, but like that final act in, in the Snyder Cut is insane. It's forty five. It's a huge forty five minute e- epic action piece that just doesn't stop. Uh, and I have watched. Snyder cut three times this year, which I cannot say for the other Marvel movies. And that movie's four hours long. Um, so I think you should give the Snyder cut a chance if you have it, because uh, I think it's actually worth something. Sorry, sorry, Zach. Can't say that about BVS though. Sparks. Uh, my number seven is Luca. Nice, Luca. Yeah, uh, Bruno. Luca. Bruno. Luca. Luca is such a. Um, pleasant experience 
and I I go back and either think about it or have watched even just moments from it frequently. Um, aesthetically, I find it incredibly pleasing and heartwarming. Um, and I love the story. I'm deeply emotionally invested in those characters. The the moment where, and I don't want to spoil moments for Luca, but the moment where like he he does the really horrific turn on him, mm-hmm. uh, still like gut wrenching, like awful. Um, yeah. But such a beautiful film, and I think such a beautiful fine final uh, moment between the two. Um, Silencio. Luca, I really loved it. Very cool. Man, so many things come out that I forget, man. Good yeah, year. Yeah. Good year. I uh I was mostly for my list going for like um what you know what touched me. What mm-hmm. like like what like gave me like an emotional reaction <laughs> in the good parts, baby. <laughs> um Free Guy is my number seven. Um yeah. I really, really, really loved Free Guy. It's the only film I saw this year twice in the theaters. Um because because I couldn't get to the theater to see the other one that I wanted to, which was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really love Free Guy. Um, it it really was an emotional, visceral reaction that I had to this movie that I just adored every frame. Um, love the story. Um, yeah, I was in tears at the end of the movie. Um, so yeah, my number seven is Free Guy. Uh, it that 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 would be on my honorable mentions, but that is definitely mm-hmm. another movie where like. Uh, if you haven't seen it and like you're put off by the marketing and like maybe you've seen some like out of out of context clips, it's really good. And like, yeah. Yeah. and like, it's okay. Like it is a big like multi conglomerate thing of like all these different billion dollar properties together. But like, it's also really wholesome and really like really beautiful. Uh, and I don't think enough people. It made a lot of money, but I definitely know there's a lot of people who are writing it off. Yeah, um, right. And they shouldn't. Will, they definitely should. I'll be talking about Free Guy more later. Uh, for, yeah definitely for for similar reasons like free guy was very close to being in my top 10 but like yeah. it it categorized itself kind of closely with the feelings i got from luca and mm-hmm. luca beat it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gotcha mm-hmm. uh ben your number six yeah my number six so i know that the, so this is a movie and i realized that the movie before this one is a far superior film but the reason why i put it above that one is just how much fun i had and also the fact that i was with you guys when we, when we first saw it it was the first time in the theater since the pandemic, and it's Mortal Kombat. I, oh, there it is, Jungle Cruise. I no, not Jungle Cruise. I had an absolute. Although I did like that movie, I had a blast with Mortal Kombat. Just yeah. sitting there, staying next to Ryan, or at least a seat away from Ryan, and hearing him go looking, or like the, all the fatalities and him laughing. And just like it was brutal. I mean, is the movie is the movie good? I think it's good. I think it's, it's fun. fun. It's a yeah. fun movie. But man, just just like Brandon, what you said, it it um it hit me emotionally in a way that was just like I was there and I was having a fun time. Yeah. And there are times where I even I can hear Ryan in my head. I'm just like doing my dishes, and all of a sudden I randomly hear your friend is about to get his soul sucked. I don't know why. It's really good. It's a really Ryan, good line. <laughs> so is that so? Like Ryan is like haunting you? Is what you're saying? I, I, apparently, Ryan's he's not doing, dead yet. <laughs> he's doing dishes, and then I'm just like. He's about to get his soul sucked. He loves it. He hears that noise. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Just I can just be just be doing some random menial task. And all I hear is your friend's about to get his soul sucked. And I'll Ryan's tell you what. Voiced. This sounds so, like yeah. Ben lives in Evil Dead too. That's right? what it sounds like. Oh my god! Yeah, the moose. I'll swallow your soul. Uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> didn't make my honorable mentions, but I that that is a movie I think full of really great moments. Uh, I don't think it's a particularly great movie, but like I will forever remember natara the vampire lady getting 
getting sawed in half by a hat. That will be in my brain forever. And like Man. Kung Lao grabbing his hat and going, Flow, <sighs> victory. It was oh, so yeah. just all the if stuff. If there was about, more of that, if there was more of that, it would have made my top 10. And even yeah. though, and also, of course, the fight between Scorpion and Sub Zero at the end, it was like you hear the girl over here just you hear the classic line and then the fighting and i returned so to hell from i returned from hell to kill you i i loved it i thought it was it was fun it was stupid fun but it was yeah. just, it, it, it to me it was one of those things where i go to movies to be entertained and to have a good time and damn it i had a great time in mortal Kombat. good for you hell yeah brian my numbers i wish i put this higher now that i'm thinking about it but that's okay my number six is pig uh sorry mm. nicholas cage um Man, um, this might be Nicolas Cage's best performance. Um, this movie, we've all seen the trailer, and it was hyped up as, like, John Wick with a pig. It's not, it is not that movie whatsoever. It is such a, it is such a beautiful, um, really sad movie about, like, what happens, like, like, like when you lose someone. Um, and it's not even really about a pig whatsoever. Like, like, the pig is just, like, the thing that happens that sets the chain of events in motion. But, like, it is a, I don't know, it is. Oh, I think we lost him. Oh no, I think we did. All right, I I I, I, I missed Emma. Pig. Got him. Emma got him. I didn't know <laughs> how we got the Emma no, and then he froze. <laughs> yeah, I always appreciate the Emma no. Um, uh, what what's the movie he's talking about? Oh my god, uh, Pig, Pig, Pig. I wanted to watch Pig. He's just texting LOL. Yeah. Um, I wanted to watch Pig, but I uh, didn't get around to it. I'm sure that would have made it somewhere if I had. Um, I also really wanted to watch The Heart of They Fall. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I missed it as well. It probably would have ended up somewhere in here. Yeah, um, the movie with the western with the you just said The Heart of They Fall. The Heart of They Fall. That is the one. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, no, no, I just love that we're talking about it. And you think of it organically on your own. You're like, what was that movie? We're like, that's the movie we're talking about. It's like that, that's the movie, Ben. <laughs> Um, it reminds okay. me of some uh, of Justin's I, I will roll on because I know this next one will come up at least once more yeah. uh, so Ryan will hear more about it um, my number six is Mitchell's versus the machine yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. I mean it's a great animated movie guys. Yeah. it's a fantastic um, movie uh, if it had personally connected with me more than the things above this it would have been higher but it yeah. did not um, but it's still solid solid film Number six out of the top ten with with as many things as many good things that came out this year is not bad. No, so. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi, Ryan. We did get the, we did did get you... the solid Emma no right yes! before you clicked out. <laughs> I, I was hoping that would happen. <laughs> um, Emma, do you want to talk a little more about Pig? Uh, just br- just briefly, yeah. Um, I it's on hulu or amazon it's on one of those amazon. but i amazon, amazon. I, I highly recommend you watch it it's like 90 minutes uh it is a really beautiful story and like nick cage like this is one of those movies where like he i don't think he needs to win it but like he deserves to get an oscar nomination because like he's like this is one of those where like oh man he really could be an actor when he really wants to be man um it's got alex wolf in it from like hereditary and uh the jungle jungle book movies and stuff um it's a really it's a really crazy movie about like the seedy underbelly of like criminal chefs and weird stuff it's like a really cool premise it wants to be like almost like john wick but for culinary but it's not that it's not an action movie but it's got a cool like underworld presence to it um highly recommend it like thinking thinking now i think i would even put it higher than i have it now it's just because i watched it so recently um i think it's exceptional uh it deserves all the acclaim that it's getting and it's a first time director too and he's doing great things 
Nice. Uh, uh, Spark Shears with Mitchell's Rest of the Machines. I'll go next. Yes, it's a good movie. Indeed. It's a good movie. Godzilla Singular Point. Uh, sorry, I talked over the 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 bang. Uh, Godzilla Singular Point. I oh, yeah. really loved that show, and very much in a similar too. vein of like, um, you know what 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 stories like touched me, and like it wasn't necessarily that like I loved what they were doing with Godzilla, even though I did. It's just like I adored the story with Jet Jaguar. I thought that was so cool and interesting and bizarre, and just some really great stuff with Jet Jaguar um, that really like catapulted the show for me. I wear I wear that that shirt logo that they have. I'm sure you guys have seen it from the from the, from the show. Jaguar. That's another one that was very hard for me to like say. You're going to honorable mentions. Goodbye. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> don't I'm turn sorry. around. I'm I don't want to see your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, all right. That's a great show. Yeah, I love that show. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it doesn't look like it's getting a second season, but I really hope it does. Ben, your number five. Number five is Invincible. Yeah. Yeah, that show was fantastic. It was, it was really good. I love how in the very beginning, how every first step or every time they say Invincible for the first time, it cuts to the opening card. And as the season goes on and the, the mystery of Omni-Man and even the, the, the title card gets bloodier and bloodier as the show continues. And that scene between Omni-Man and his son was just so gut-wrenching. Think, Mark! Yeah, just the J.K. Simmons and, um, oh god, Glenn from Walking Dead, um, That's something. Yep, Stephen Yoon. Stephen Yoon, thank you. Uh, yeah, just their performances were fantastic in this movie. Everyone's performance was really great, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to, um, to season two of Invincible, so yeah, it it was fantastic. Um, there's nothing more I really could say about it. It was just that good. We reviewed it, right? We, we did had a whole episode. Cool. We had a whole fake nerds thingy. That's the beauty of of our top tens. We probably talked about all of these things in more depth. Ryan, yeah, number sure. five. Number five. Number five is is a comic book that has unfortunately reached its demise. The final fate of the Hellions by Zeb Wells and many other artists. Um, this was a lot of people's surprise uh, uh, launch from the X-Books because it's about a bunch of characters that even like X-Fans don't care about. People like Nanny and Orphan Maker and Grey Crow and Empath and all these people that are like Z-less characters that are like, like supervillains. Um, and Zeb Wells was able to turn it into a really like, a really like touching story of like, what do you do with people who can't be saved? Like, what do you do with people who are so like, like either evil or like the mutation makes them monsters that like they cannot be controlled and like who are the caretakers of those people um and it's just a really really awesome story that's like it is the craziest of all the x-books like the wildest shit always happens in it and it's always the funniest and like because we live in the krakoa era people can just get murdered left and right and they get resurrected so death is happening non-stop in this book uh and you got mr sinister leading it um, oh no, my precious Hellions! Oh no, I definitely didn't kill them myself. Uh, the finale is like, like you know, obviously it's like a big book with lots of bombast, but the the final page is like one of the most beautiful things that the, that this new X line has had, and it's like there's been a budding romance between a, of two of these characters of Grey Crow and Quanon, um, who was Psylocke before, uh, who, when her body got jacked. Um, but like these two like murderers 
who like who who they think they don't deserve anything in the world slowly becoming like one with each other and like the final page is just, like one of the most like beautiful things I'm, like oh my god there's hope for everybody like it is such a beautiful moment between these like two psychopaths um that i'm like wow like no no other book made me feel this way about a guy named gray crow who like a year ago i didn't know anything about and i'm just like that's the power of storytelling baby they make they make a-listers out of everybody aliens is my favorite comic of the year sparks number five my number five is only murders in the building yes uh and it ends up there because of it being a great show it ends up there because of the the week-to-week nature really helping that show and it's one of the few that i think ever comes out anymore especially this year where you not only crave that but it it is part of the experience and works so well um and to be honest like it might have been lower but it's here because it was one of the last things i got to connect with my dad about Mm -hmm. it was one of the last things that we really gushed and shared about and were like kind of every once in a while checking in with each other about before it came to an end uh so it's only murders in the building and um that's a real great show just really really fantastic it knows exactly what it's doing and i hope that everybody gets to check it out before that next season nice me too that second season can't come soon enough i'm excited um my number five is spider-man no way home wow Mm -hmm. uh once again going back to that feeling thing this movie Oh, I have been dying to go to the theater again to see it. But my girlfriend has had has had COVID symptoms. No COVID, thank goodness. Um, but we were scared, so we you know we didn't leave. And so I'm like, can we? Can I go see it without you? Please, I want to see it again. And haven't had the chance. Um, love that movie. It's everything I wanted it to be, and honestly, more. Um, it got me into uh, an Andrew Garfield kick, which I'll talk about a little later. Um, I, well, what can I say? I had, we had an hour long conversation about it. We did. The last time we did this show. Um, so yeah, number five, Spider-Man No Way Home. Hell yeah. Ben, number four. Number four, probably no surprise, is Free Guy. The movie that we wrote off and thought it was going to be god-awful turned out to be one of the best movies I enjoyed this entire year i i put it this high up on the list because of how surprised i was and how much i love this movie brandon was the reason why i went and saw it because he said dude you have to go see this movie and i'm glad i did it was 20 minutes into the movie ben 20 minutes into the movie i turned to zara and i said ben needs to see this and then the credits roll i turned on my phone and i and i texted you you need to see this Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad I did. This movie was fantastic. It was fun. And I know we did review on it, so more details go in there. But I need to get this movie. I'm probably going to own this movie on Blu-ray soon. This movie was that good. Sweet, sweet fantasy. Love that movie. Uh, Ryan, your number four? My number four is a little indie movie called Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh. I, uh, I definitely had to see this movie twice because... I'm am I swear to God I am I am I am, I am pretty good like Last Jedi aside I am pretty good about knowing how I feel about seeing it. like after I see a movie once like I know who I am I got my feelings on lock and after I saw this for the first time I was like there's no way I love this movie as much as I do there's no way it has to be the hype so I saw it again I'm like I, it, 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 it's a good movie guys it's a really good movie um it is the 
as much as I do like the MCU Spider-Man movies, they're not like true quote unquote Spider-Man movies, whatever that means to you. Even I can acknowledge that this movie gives me everything I would ever want in a Spider-Man movie. Be a plus that like, it gives me the old and the new, like, uh, we, we have an hour long review. You've seen Spider-Man by now. I'm sure if you're listening to this, um, it is, I was worried because like I, I, all the Marvel movies, all the Marvel movies, the stuff this year, like hasn't really hit as much as I wanted to. And I'm like a big Marvel guy. I want them to succeed. So like the fact that Spider-Man was such a success uh, critically in, in box office and COVID weekly, um, like, yeah, man, it feels good. It feels good to be like, to be here. And I would yeah. just, I, I just want another Spider-Man movie to be what sparks and all of us have talked about, you know, street level, like Kingpin. Like if they do that, then the dream will be fulfilled. And like, I will have gotten like the perfect Spider-Man thing ever made. Um, yeah. This is as close as you can get for me. Um, I, I've been thinking about this movie literally every day since I saw it. I, I first lamented. I was like, you know, it's going to suck that the first ever Dr. Octopus pops that are going to come out, the, the first ever Alpha Melita Dr. Octopus pops will be for Spider-Man No Way Home and not for a Spider-Man line that Funko puts out. They didn't um, exist that. <laughs> but they haven't, they haven't released it yet. And I'm like, actually, I want a Dr. Octopus Alpha Melina Oh, yeah. pop figure if you don't mind oh man they're mm. gonna get you the normal one they're gonna get you the red the red arms one look at you all of them i want them i love it oh yeah uh yeah so number uh, four is spider-man I'm, I'm so excited to hear your top three at this point um my my number four is uh amazon's invincible series yeah mm. yeah i mean it's a great show this is a really 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 great show and i thought the top animated show for me of the year I thought. <laughs> you thought. I did. Uh, but Invincible's incredibly good. I really, really yeah. love it. You think um, Amazon spent money on a show? Just wait. I, I, yeah, Invincible killed it. Uh, literally. Literally. Yeah. Um, I think about the, the finale of it a lot. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's been memed to, to death. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's a solid it's, show. There's a reason why yeah. it's resonated with so many people. All right, my number four is The Matrix Resurrections. Mm. Um, I still know Kung Fu. We will do an episode on it, so I will not talk about it uh, in depth. I will, however, say it's a damn near perfect movie. I adore The Matrix. I always have. And I was really happy that I got to reconnect with my Matrix lovingness uh, thanks to Resurrections. And there's a moment in a theater where I, I wanted to fist pump because I was I was stoked, I was like love, <laughs> but I was not in a theater that allowed that, so I was it was unfortunate. Mm. Um, but yeah, so my number four, The Matrix Resurrections. I think that movie is very, 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 very good. I like it a lot, whole lot. Then uh, your number three. Number three comes in as Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mitchell's. Very I love cool. That movie. I, I thought that, that was a fantastic animated film. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it. And I mean, we, once again, we reviewed it. It To me, that movie is just just so fantastic and so wholesome that everyone needs to watch it. Yeah. And I've been actually been kind of oh, Jones in the watch it again. It, to me, it was that good, especially I love the mall scene, especially with all the Furbies and the Furbies going, the dark office shall begin. It's just so funny. And even when the and even when uh, the dad is trying to go to YouTube and he's freaking out, <laughs> it yeah the comedy in that movie just nails every second of it and I love it. Mitchell's vs. Machines is my number three. Hell yeah, 
I should. I want to. I want to real quick amend. Uh, Matrix Resurrections is another one of the century that made me cry. Uh, just want to add that. Mm-hmm. Ryan, your number three. My number three is a little indie movie called The Green Knight. This movie came out many months ago, um, and that of all the movies, of all uh, like even though it's not my number one, like it is the movie that I thought of the most this year. Absolutely, um, it is just. It is you want to talk about visionaries. Um, it's that director's name that I don't remember. Uh, but man, uh, I I I I need to. You haven't bought that movie, right? Yeah, Sparks. Okay, yeah. cool. I buy like one Blu-ray like every like six years because usually Sparks just gives me so many movies. Um, but like that is a movie that is that is pure vibes. Um, there's not much dialogue. Um, and like you you could take a lot out like you can take whatever you want out of it. Like it is it is many different uh readings as you were. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, Dev Patel is just a cool dude, and I just want to live in that world forever. Like, if there was like a, um, you know, like the fireplace things you just put on your TV, mm-hmm. I just want to put the Green Knight on just infinitely. That's how we're living that world. It's just so beautiful, and it's like some of the practical stuff they do in that movie is so so imaginative. Um, yeah, David I, Lowry. I, David Lowry, thank Dave. you. Yeah, David Lowry, uh, what a guy. Um, yeah, that's uh, a lot of my a lot of lot, my top three is a lot of big vibes. I'm, I'm, I'm a vibe guy. Sparks, number three. Okay, I have to admit now that I have not yet watched the last episode of Arcane, but my number three is Arcane. <laughs> that's, that's um, I'll allow it. Uh, it's it's the animation, it's the storytelling, um, it's watching 40-minute episodes animated television show do a better job of showing me who these characters are and making me relate to so many different characters in its 40 minute runtime per episode than any of the MCU shows have done this year and me going like it could be done it could, it's it's not the fact that it's animated it's just good writing and like be, we should we should have better we should have more um and arcane is i don't care at all about league of legends but yeah, now I don't... care about a little man named Heim- Heimerdinger, <laughs> and I care about this firelight leader named Echo, and Jeez. holy shit, guys! Like, believe believe the hype. Um, it the hype is real. Like, it's not just recency bias. It is a really really good show. And the and like Arcane Arcane comes in this late because it was one of those things where like I knew from enough people who I trusted that like oh, if I watch this, it's probably going to pre- be pretty high up there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I made great effort to make sure I saw it before we did this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I can't say enough good things. I would love for us to be able to have a full conversation about it at some other point because like, they are doing some incredible things with storytelling, with animation, uh, Arcane. Arcane, I don't think I can overhype it. Uh, no, yeah, Arcane it is, is very, very good. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, it's a good thing we've got a, a show about animation. Could potentially do something. I don't know. Um, all right, my number three is Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game. Uh, or more accurately, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game. Um, I really can't not stress enough that a lot of this, like a lot of what I was on my top 10 is something that like deeply moved me to my core. Um, there, that like, like I felt a change in me after experience in the story, and like, I'm not talking about how good the story of Guardians of the Galaxy is, even though I think it is very, very good. I'm mostly just talking about how I personally resonated with it. Um, it was, uh, a, it's just a story that really hit 
every button as I was going through uh, going through the campaign, and just I adore this game. Um, might be one of my favorite games ever. Um, yeah, Crystal Guardians of the Galaxy video game as well. Acted, the script is solid. the The deep cut lore is great. It's, just, it's a great representation of the Guardians of the Galaxy, who I love anyway. So, like, just the fact that it was just like how much it resonated with me with the story is just like the icing on the cake. I didn't place it higher because uh, I thought the gameplay wore out its welcome by the end of it. Yeah. Um, and it, I, that's the reason I haven't replayed it because it's not a five hour game; it's a fifteen hour game, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that gameplay for fifteen hours again. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 the thing of like if the story didn't like connect with me on such a visceral level, like the gameplay yeah. would have knocked it down a couple of notches. No, but like because of where it landed with me, it was it, it's no, so I get you. There. Yeah, um, but yeah, I totally agree with the gameplay. Yeah, Ben, you're number two. Uh, continuing the joke, it's just this little indie film that you may or may not have seen called a Spider-Man No Way Home. I know what his number one is. I mean, I've been saying what my number one is for weeks. You all know what it is. Uh, yeah, so it probably still is the hype, but every time I saw Marvel property and when I was done, even if I liked it, like Shang-Chi, I really liked Shang-Chi, but I'm like, man, that Spider-Man's gonna be kick-ass. Like after Eternals, but man, that Spider-Man though, that's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna make the year for us. Every other Marvel show, even it's like, man, still can't wait for Spider-Man though, that's gonna be great. And I loved every single second of that movie. I I mean, I've only seen it the one time. Which I mean, I, my opinion may differ the second time I see it, but I doubt it. Maybe not. It was that good. Like I, once again, just like Mitchell's versus Machines, I don't, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. It to me, it's worth its ten out of ten rating that I gave it, and it was worth it. It was yes, it was at the end of the year, but damn it, that wait was worth it. Yeah, I yeah, it's an incredible movie. You can listen to all of us gush about it on a on mm-hmm. a, a previous episode. Ryan, your number two. My number two is Denny Villeneuve's Dune. <laughs> I love Dune with all my heart. Um, Denny Villeneuve is just—he's a guy who he just makes movies for me. His like filmmaking techniques and just the way he makes movies—he could have a little more emotion, Denny. You don't need to be such a sad sack all the time. But like <laughs> the, 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 the visuals that he's able to bring on screen are just unlike any filmmaker that like today. Like he—I—I I, I make this joke a lot, but like he really is like who I want Christopher Nolan to be as a filmmaker. Um, he is able to give the big bombast spectacle while having like like the really good character shit that I really adore. Um, I, I've, I've listened to Dune's multiple soundtracks so many times uh, over the past couple of months. Uh, Hans Zimmer has like has really outdone himself, you guys. Like I, I can't I can't stress enough like how much extra material he made for this movie. There is just hours of just hours of just like the 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 music in the movie like if there was an open world like dune game he would have enough music for all of it like it's it's there is no there's no lazy factor in this in any part of this movie everyone brings it um it makes me think of like epic sci-fi storytelling and just like this is this is an entirely different conversation but like this is what i wanted the prequels to feel like like you know you hear you hear the saga of like darth vader and like how darth vader became who he is and that's what i see with paul and who call becomes and i'm like this is the foundation where like if they make the next couple books into the movies like this is for me this will this will be my star wars like in terms of how movies are made and the things that i look for in types of storytelling like dune and dune part two and dune messiah will be my favorite sci-fi things of all time if if done correctly um it just spoke to me in a way that like even you get jason momoa just being silly just being hey i'm handsome he's still awesome in the movie um i have 
very little negative to say, if anything. Um, again, you can hear us gush about it on the, on the podcast that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, they just like, like, again, like this and the green Knight. like they don't make movies like this anymore. And I'm just so glad that at least like one of them was super successful and it's getting a sequel. Yeah. Sparks. My number two was almost my number one, but I had to recognize that there was some recency bias in it and really think about it. And I don't know, I'll still have to watch it a second time to make my final decision, but it's the matrix resurrections. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't say a lot about that, but um, we'll talk about it at a later date. That movie hit me, guys. That movie mm, yeah. hit me in a real particular way. Maybe yep. because I consumed all of The Matrix in such a short amount of time. But I also did. I also did. But it worked. That's a good movie. I really like The Matrix, you guys. Um, mm -hmm. All right. My number two is Tick, Tick, Boom. I almost, mm. I almost mispronounced it. Tick, Tick, Boom. This is Andrew Garfield's third film that we have mentioned this year mm. uh, from 2021. Um, this is about the creator of Rent, Jonathan Larson, um, and this is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda in his first uh, first feature. Um, I I adored this movie. Um, I was obsessed with it for days after watching it. Twenty minutes in, I was like, "This is fantastic. This is one of the best movies I've I've seen." Um, I love the music. It's all by Jonathan Larson. Um, even though he has passed away, he had a. This is based off a stage show that he did himself before Rent came out. Um, it's a. I have listened to that soundtrack so much; it's incredible. Um, Andrew Garfield deserve deserves an Oscar win for his role as Jonathan Larson. It is that good. Like I, uh, he's enrapturing in that role, um, and it'd be great if Jessica Chastain could win Best Oscar for the eyes of Tammy Faye and Andrew Garfield could win for Tick Tick Boom. Mm -hmm. That way both cast members of of Eyes of Tammy Faye get Yeah, yeah. Because like he, he he's really good in Eyes of Tammy Faye, but that is Jessica Chastain's movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I oh cannot gush enough about that movie. What is um, it what is it on? Netflix it's Netflix. Netflix. It's a Netflix original. <clears throat> it's a it's awesome. It's the best musical that was released this year. Um, it's the it's one of the best movies that was released this year. Um, I loved it, loved it. Yeah, I oh, wish I'm... I wish I'd gotten to see it by now, but I I haven't. Uh, my my fiance watched it when I wasn't with her, so oh, I, I have I, not I, seen it yet. I was gonna choose between the two Andrew movies that are currently available, and I was like, I don't want to watch a musical right now, so I chose Tammy Faye. Yeah, it's a good I'll choice. Get I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, tick tick boom, incredible movie. Hell yeah. Um. Ben, and well, sorry, real quick, and one that like really resonated with me, like you know, like st about struggling artistry, and mm -hmm. loved it. Yeah, sorry, Ben, go ahead. Number one, you all know it. Say it in the count of three, three, two. I don't know it. Metro, right? Hawkeye, <laughs> Halo, no, Metro, the Dodgers, the, the Giants. Dodgers. <laughs> Tell us about Metro Dread. So I have been talking about Metro Dread ever since that um, the E3 announcement back in June, and I have just been hyped. And when I finally got my hands on it, that was the game that I could not wait to go home and continue playing. Every playing, being able to play, kind of like um, how you guys have watched all the Matrix films before Matrix Resurrections, and that impacted you. That was me with Metroid because I played through all the Metroid games to get to all the 2D Metroid games to prepare for Dread. This game is fantastic. It is a true-to-four Metroid game that takes all the great elements that you know and love of Metroid 
and just turns up to 11. The boss fights are memorable. They're difficult. It's, it's challenging. It's rewarding. You feel good at the end of Metroid. And that ending, which I, I don't want to spoil, even though it's been out for a few months, but that ending is just, holy shit. It is a fantastic game. I... I am so glad that Mercury Steam was able to put out what they did. I'm so glad Nintendo is putting out is like okay, we'll put out Metroid. And it's one. It's if I'm not mistaken, it's the best selling Metroid game or the best selling Nintendo game this year. So I many, people, so many people have bought this game, and now that we have spoken with our wallets, Nintendo's like, yo, people really like Metroid, and with Metroid Prime Four on the horizon, and hopefully, Metroid Prime Trilogy for the remake for the Switch comes out. More people can show Nintendo it's like, look, this this franchise that you've kind of put away in the closet for a while. Every few decades, you 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 bust out. People want more of this, so give us more of this. And I I can't wait to see where they take Samus again. So Metroid Dread, number one game of the year, my favorite thing to come out of 2021. Absolutely love this game. Beautiful, very cool. Ryan, your number one. So. I forgot to add something on my list and I'm really effing mad because it would be in my top 10 and it's not even anywhere. It's Succession. Succession is one of my favorite things of the year. It's one of, it's such a great TV show, but it's nowhere on my list because I forgot I watched it until just now. My number one is a show I wish anybody else would have watched this year and it's called Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is my favorite thing of the year. I have not stopped thinking about this show. It's insane. Um, Mike Flanagan, who's done, you know, Haunting of Hill House and Dr. Sleep and so many things. Um, this is such... An emotionally devastating show on so many levels. Um, I can't believe that like it's able to reach me in the way that like not a lot of things like really get to me. It's I can't explain what it what the show's about because it's a spoiler. That's why you guys haven't seen a lot about the show because talking about the show is a spoiler because it's not the show you think it is. Um, the way that they handle it, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before in my life. And like the slow, the slow trajectory of you just seeing like it's not the end of the world, but you just see like dread just every, every episode gets worse and worse. And the finale, it's just like, it, you're just living in this chaos that I have not felt in a TV show or a movie in years, years, man. And it's all about religion. It's all about having faith. And like, what do you do when you, when like you do something so heinous that like God gives up on you? Like it, like it's about a guy who, who's in a hit, who's in an accident and he kills somebody and he was drunk and he survived. So it's about him repenting all this stuff and dealing with God. And like, what happens when this angel comes to save you, but it's actually like the devil in disguise. Um, it is the most hard hitting, powerful, emotional drama I have seen in a television show or movie this year. Um, I wish I could have watched it again. Um, it is like, it is so heavy. It is like real heavy shit that like, again, like TV, um, P TV shows just don't go there. Like with how this how much dread there is, and it might be too much for some people. Um, but that's what that's what makes art so special. That like it's able to like go to the bottom of the depths to show you like what true humanity is and like what what chaos can bring people together in a way. And I'm like, God, Mike Flanagan is like he is the best modern like horror person, even more than like Ari Aster and like the Hereditary guys. Like he is doing such like unique stuff. Um, watch Midnight Mass, guys. It's Ben. You will lose your shit if you watch the show, dude. Oh my God. It is so good. It's horrifying. It's emotional. Uh, you care about all the characters. Um, every death is impactful. Uh, and it's a miniseries, limited miniseries, so it's just in and out. Um, watch it. Sparks, your number one. My number one is Hawkeye. Uh, no, it's um, Spider-Man No Way Home. God, I was going to say, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> 
No way! Uh, yeah, it's No Way Home. It, it's Spider-Man. It got me. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. We've gushed about it plenty. It's an incredible movie. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew pretty early on that it was probably number one, and then Matrix Resurrections had me go, is it? And then I was like, nah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's a real, real good flick. Uh, Gave my, me all the feels. My number one is The Mitchells versus The Machines. Mm. Um, I adore this movie. This is the... This is the best movie I saw this year. I've watched it multiple times. I, I think I think you called it pretty early on that it was probably I, I did. your number one. I did. I said it. I was like, man, this could be my number one. Or I said this will be my, my number one. I don't remember. But yeah, I, I called it pretty early. Like I oh I'm in tears every time I watch it. It's just such a such an emotional ride that I resonate with in such a personal level. Uh really hit me where where I live. Um, right in my heart place. Um and it was just wild man i'd love that movie i love the animation i love the story i love the humor every frame has me cracking up the the, the howler monkey bit or the the donkey in the in the tra- on the trail like he's with the canyon now leave him <laughs> such a good movie uh yeah that's my number one so that's our top 10 yeah look at that all good things Come yes um I, I i love all your top 10s you guys this was a lot of fun. Yeah, yours are fine, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's late at night. We can say some f bombs. All right, Ben. Did was... you like on on the dot correct your mess ups that were the comics? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I would keep that secret with me to the grave. Okay. Well, because you asked about it, and I was like, they didn't come up. Ben must have changed course. Did <laughs> podcast. Uh, shall we get into our book club then? Oh, it's spider time. Ryan, take it away. Hey guys, um, it's Ryan, and I like Spider-Man. And after seeing a Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm like, I would like to read some more Spider-Man, please. So I picked, arguably, one of the best Spider-Man comics ever made, Craven's Last Hunt, written by J.M. DeMatteis, and art by Mike Zeck. This is published in 1987. And y'all, this is a rip-roaring good time if you're into uh, sad, crazy Russian men. I would like to know first, who has not read this before? I haven't read it before. Okay, cool. Um, and now I want to think. Did what did you think? Because obviously you hear Craven's Last Hunt is like one of the most famous Spider-Man stories of all time. What did you think the story was going to be before you read it? Because did you think it was going to be what you read? No, no, no. I thought it would be like six issues of him hunting Spider-Man. No, that's why this book rules. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, because I thought it was going to be like six issues, like five issues of him hunting Spider-Man, and then issue it's five. Like, what, it's kind of like, like when we. It's kind of like when we read the Silver Surfer books written by Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is not what I thought this was meant. This was going to be. Yeah, this this uh, hot off the heels of things like Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. Like everyone's looking to uh, spice up their their comics, making a little more maturity and whatnot. So like, um, this was this was a a thing they did with Spider Man, and I think it is a one hundred percent success. Because you look at a lot of older comics uh, that are just like, you know, issue 173 of Iron Man. And it's just, oh, he's going to punch the doodad man. And it's just like, that's it. Whereas this has thought and like artistry and like poetry. And I'm like, shit, dude, if I was reading this when this came out, this would have blew my mind as a kid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is one of those regular comics that like transcends it just being a regular comic. Um, 
I I picked it, so I think it's great. I just want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Sparks, Ben. Oh yeah, I've always liked um, Craven's Last Hunt. I I came to Craven's Last Hunt because when I was, I don't know, very young. Um, my, Too young for this book. My mom got me the. Mm-hmm, my mom <laughs> got me the Spider-Man uh, encyclopedia book of the of the moment, and one of the big sections was all about like Craven's Last Hunt. And uh, that was that was like much more recent at that time, um, so it was a big feature part, and it wasn't that many years, but a few uh, later that I got to actually read it, um, and I was like, "Yep, that's real. That's real." Um, <laughs> yeah, I really like Craven's Last Hunt. Um, I, it's one of those things where like, <clears throat> Craven the Hunter is one of my more I think one of the more interesting characters when done right, and this is exactly one of the reasons. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, I kind of look back on this and I'm like, I'm really, I really want there to be more stories with Craven, but I kind of wish this was the end of Craven. It was the end of Craven for over twenty. No, years. I know, I know. That's, that's why. That's that's, that's why, why I I'm love that. That's what's so cool about it because, like, wow, we how do you follow up that? Like, oh, I'm gonna fight Spider Man again. Um, I think this book rules because it has um. The internal dialogue for Craven, I think, is exceptional. I love his crazy, like his crazy poetics of like, uh, uh, like I have found mortality. I have found the meaning in the hunt. I must die soon. I will die soon, but mm-hmm. not yet. Like he's so extravagant. He's so Shakespearean. Uh, he's like making like these these like potions out of like bugs and shit, like give him like super strength. Um, and you think, yeah, you think this is like six issues of him fighting Spider Man. It's not. He he shoots Spider-Man in the first issue and he is Spider-Man for the whole arc. Yeah. Um I I think it is I think it's really exceptional that like Craven's this guy who's like, I am the ultimate hunter and I I'm I found the ultimate prey, but he is the ultimate hunter. I must become him. And then as he becomes he's like, No, something's not right. I'm missing something. It turns out he's missing humanity because Spider-Man's a good person. Mm-hmm. That's what he is missing, just his humanity. And at the end, I love that it's just like, you're just gonna let me go, Craven? He's like, Yeah, I I I I know what I need to know, Spider-Man. You go catch this guy. I I I am the winner here. Uh and I just think this is a it's not something you see in, in regular comics where like he goes to fight the villain, the villain's like, I'm not gonna fight you. What you gonna do? Yeah, Craven is killed at the end of the fifth issue. He kills himself. Well, he kills yeah. himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but he... like Craven is not in all the issues. The issue and the series ends with a fight with um Vermin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, is... Love that. Yeah, it is, it is yeah, Spider-Man gets buried. And then dude, we have some let me pull it up. There are some like uh obviously like the art at the time isn't it can't be as a um like explosive as something like a modern days, but like there's doing they're doing some really cool stuff where like he's fighting like a giant ant and like Peter Parker as he's buried he's like in the womb yeah. and he's talking to Ned Leeds and it's like very cool experimental shit. Um, there's like in in the issue where he where he buries Spider Man, yeah, yeah. It's, I love that mm-hmm. shit. Oh yeah, and like oh Ned Leeds is just like oh I guess I'm gonna die now. Thanks Peter. <laughs> uh, it's like horrific and there's the grave digger underneath the issue just constantly. D- Bear, uh, uh, digging up the grave for Peter that eventually gets put into, and it's just like it's really, it's just. But really... it isn't. But it isn't the grave for Peter. It's the grave it's for, for Craven. It's the grave for Craven, dude. I yeah. Um, I think Vermin is such a is such a wild figure because he was just like, oh, I'm just like a man rat thing, but like his stuff with Craven, uh, where he makes him like his bait and like because he 
Craven thinks he knows who Spider-Man is, but he really doesn't, which just drives him more insane. And then he's like, "No, I figured it out. You're just a good man." And I'm like, "Man, Craven, you're 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 a lot, my guy. You're a lot of man. <laughs> he's right. a lot of man." Yeah, yeah. That that whole that whole bit where he's like, "I think everybody has a spider, and for the spider, I am the spider." Yeah, he, yeah. he is the spider for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a scene where um Mary Jane's out walking at night looking for Peter Parker, and she knows it's a bad idea. And then she gets like mugged, and then Spider-Man saves her. But this dude is like killing these fools, and she immediately recognizes this isn't Peter Parker, uh, even though she doesn't see his face. It's just like little little great character moments like they that. were just really they were just married before this before the first yeah. issue, and they're mm-hmm. newlyweds, it's all, man. It's- also interesting to do this during the time of the black suit, so Peter's morality is already a little like yeah. fluctuating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's great. Um, did anyone else when he says the line two weeks? <laughs> I had to do it. Um, but I think the thing that I love about this book is how restrained it is. Like it is, it is like Craven versus Spider-Man, but Spider-Man is buried for five for four issues. And Craven is just like being the superior Spider-Man. He even says, I am your superior. That's where the line comes from. But again, like that that final issue of like of, of Peter, so crazy. He's like, I have to go stop Craven, Mary Jane. It's like, let me leave. I have to do this. And then goes to fight him. And he's like, I'm not going to fight you. I yeah. won. I am better than you at your own job. You need to understand that. And I just sure. like. <sighs> no, that's that because I was expecting. Yeah, I was expecting Craven hunting Spider-Man. And then finally, when he catches him, he's like, cool, I caught you. I'm going to let you go. That's honestly what I was expecting. I was not expecting him shooting Peter in the face or whatever with whatever he did. And putting him in the ground and becoming Spider-Man, like the when I got to that the end of that first issue, I'm like, "Well, this is a turn." Yeah, yeah. And then going through and like him going through the internal monologues and him dying the black suit and him trying to be trying to figure out what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. It's like this is nuts. This is really poetic for a. And then of course the finale of the book and was like, damn. I uh, that hits. I absolutely so Mike Mike Zach is like one of the premier guys from the seventies and eighties. Um, the 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 final, uh, the final scene before he goes to confront Craven, he says to Mary Jane like I'm going, Mary Jane, you can't stop me. And then it's just a couple pages of him swinging in the thunder and the crackling, and it's all there's no dialogue. And then it's just a page of Craven smiling as Spider-Man enters. And that is one of the most iconic pages of, of comics of all time because like you don't need any dialogue. It's just like ha ha ha, the spider is here, baby, and like. And then, and then it's just him, and then he shoots himself in the face, and it's dialogue free again, and it ends on him as a child. And is this whole book? It's been him narrating about like my mother was crazy, and I come from this line of crazy Russians and the dynasties, and I'm over it. I'm more of a man. I'm more of a, uh, a hunter than a man. Like, like Craven is awesome, and like, like he I found, like he found civilized in the uncivilized. He yeah. found honor and truth in the jungles than any court in Russia could ever do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just like. Yeah, and I think it's like again, like I think like 1987, like it's not that long ago, but it is still like not modern comics. But like I'm just like, there's a reason this book is remembered, man. And like I just I I love this art. Like when he's having yeah. to fight like the stuffed tiger and the stuffed alligator that are coming alive. I'm not sure if they're coming alive or not. Yeah, it's a little yeah, unclear because he's, he's doing all the herbs and the drinking the spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, yeah. The spiders. Oh, he's all drugged up and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. so um, drugged up. Oh, I showed Fanny the the panel where Craven is in like just a room with a millions of spiders, and he's just getting covered with spiders. Punches like, off a punches off a monkey head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like all with all these spiders, just like covering him, so he can be in one with a spider. It's like what the f- just this, like, 
yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna read this dialogue page, but it's Peter Parker like still like naked crawling like basically through a womb, and he's like, "All these years you've misunderstood me. You thought I was something larger than life. You thought I was magic. You thought I was madness, idiot. There's no spiders. There's just me, Peter Parker." And I'm like, "God, what a dweeb! I love him so much. <laughs> oh my god, I love him." Um, uh, yeah, this this section is one of my favorites. It's just the three panels yeah. of. Mm-hmm. him taking mary jane's hand and holding it to his head before he goes i yeah. really like that yeah again like this this could have been it is very theatrical and like the way that craven talks but it it could have been so much more it is i craven standing on top of a mountain shakespearean it's like it's it's more subtle than that and like it feels heavy and the stuff with the vermin is like gross and like you feel bad for him because he can't control what he's doing um <sighs> And there's even a point where, uh, I'll wrap it up, uh, where Spider-Man is like, he's beating the shit out of Vermin. And he's like, you don't know what I've been through, Vermin. And then he stopped. And he's like, oh my God, I'm beating up a rat man. He knows exactly what I've been through. <laughs> and I'm like, right, God, right. This, this book is so good. And like all the characters realizing where they're at and Craven again going like, I don't need to fight you. I've won my guy. And then he kills himself. And I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's heavy superheroics. I love it. Right. It's very yeah. personal and good at being personal very quickly. Yeah. And I and I some, don't and just some very striking art. Yeah, yeah, Mike Zek, man, like the best Craven has ever looked. Like honestly, that dude just walked around naked in a loincloth. Like, good for you, buddy. <laughs> Living your life. Um. All right. Do we have anything else we want to add? Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson should not play Craven. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I agree, but he got yoked in Tenet, and I just saw a picture of him most recently, and I he has never looked not like he used to look. He is so jacked. He looks like a bat. He looks like a Batman character. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's Bane. No, make no. We can't do the white guy thing again. <laughs> can't do it. All right. Um. So that'll do it. That's our first episode of 2021 wrapped. Oh, good shit. Good our to first be episode back. 2022. That's exactly what I said, Sparks. Why that would you year. correct me? 2020. I don't know. Mario, do. pa- Mario pa- party. Mario? Mario? It's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, we'll start our Matrix trilogy of Matrix episodes. We're going Hell to yeah. do the Matrix and the Animatrix. Then we'll do the Matrix sequels. And then we will do Matrix Resurrections. So, hope you like the Matrix. We do. Hey, guys. We're doing a lot of Matrix talk. The Matrix came out, like, last year. LOL, like, last month. But, like... If you, you catch up, watch the Matrix again. Watch the sequels again. They're better than you remember, I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll do it. I also want to mention that I'm going to be writing a piece for my uh, top 10 for my blog on our website. Um, I'll put up a like some in-depth thoughts that I didn't say here. Or something more concise than just my lovingly rambles. Um, so I'll, I'll put that up there. Um, this Brandon week. gets extra top ten content. You hear that, everyone? Go, go see Brandon's extra top ten content. You guys have top, blogs. You can do it. Top eleven. I'll do a top thirty. Do it. I don't care anymore. We did the episode. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Um, all right. So there you go. Welcome back, everyone. Twenty twenty two. Off to a, off to a start. Um, it started. It definitely did um yeah. you can check out some things coming up um i've been i've been part of work behind the scenes to get conversation back oh mag thanks mag for forth. stopping by mag will do thanks bud always a pleasure mag always um fun. so conversation will be back this year um in over on our youtube channel if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel you can check out some of our other shows we got there we got fake news watch where we talked about up top we have some new episodes of fake news watch up there did you want to say something sparks do you want me to interrupt with sad news that I just saw, or do you want to just... I okay, saw, what is it? I, I also saw. I wasn't sure if we were going to. 
What is uh, it? Bob Saget passed away while we were. No. Sixty-three. Yeah. Sixty-five, I think. Sixty-five. Oh my god. Yeah, Sixty-five. Rest in peace, Bob. Do 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 they know what it is yet? Did they say? Oh, I didn't look it up. No, no. They said that. They just said that he passed away at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando. At the bummer. Do we know if he was vaccine, anti-vaccine, or anything like that? They know? said there was no foul play. Okay. Uh, or drug use. Danny. Yeah. Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. Man. Rest in peace, Mer- Bob. America's funniest home videos. Oh boy. That's Yo, a- man, I that guy was very famous for like being very PG, and then he went very rated R for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget. He always talked about sticking his pinky in ET's butthole. That he 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 made a lot of butthole jokes. So I will he was remember too, that. He was too old for that joke. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> right. So rest in peace, not- Bob. Um, but if you want, if you want to check out our YouTube page, like what's it said, what, like I said, like and subscribe. Like to subscribe to our channel. You can check out Victor's Watch. There's a couple episodes up there. We may be doing more. Um, stay, just stay tuned. Uh, we'll and you'll know when we're when we got more out. Just look at our Instagram. Uh, Basement Arcade, Mortal Kombat X has started. COVID reasons has delayed the next episode, but it's up. The first episode, it's up. New Mortal Kombat. Basement Arcade pause menu. Uh, as I said, there was an episode prior to this. Mm-hmm. Prior, prior to this week. Fake Nerd Book Club and Animation Station. Hopefully we'll get those back up and running this year. Uh, like I said, stay tuned for anything. Uh, I won't, won't, we won't make any like future announcements. Just you know, watch our Instagram space, our social media space to be like, look, there's a new episode of a thing. Hey. Crafted by Z-Masks. Guys, the pandemic's not getting any, not getting any better. It's not. We're masked. <laughs> It's, it's really like unfortunately getting worse yes or possible and we have no help this time we're alone in this fight put my glasses on going to sleep sleepy joe so so you know wear some masks if you want we still sell we still got a couple of our faker podcast masks um check out our, our, our people on what patreon and t public okay. Check out our T Public, where we got a bunch of shirts. Our Patreon will be up and running this year. My uh, girlfriend um, is taking over the making of the Patreon shirt, so we'll get that back up and running. She's got a market to do this month, but then afterwards, we'll we'll hopefully make true on that promise that I really want to make make real. Um, so subscribe to our Patreon, buy some stuff on T Public, and you can check out all of the stuff on our website at fictionpodcast.com. Um, like I said, we got blogs there. If you want to check out some of our writings, some of my writings, some of Ben's writings, Sparks will put up something. Ryan, maybe? Nope. Nope. Not me. Um, so you can check out all that stuff there. Um, links to everything. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches. Thank you to everyone who, who came back for us uh, in a new year. Um, we greatly appreciate all of you guys who watched this live show, who, who watched the, the rewind, um, and who listen on the audio feeds. Um, Thank you. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci for our musics. Um, he created an awesome new theme music for our holiday annual um, with Sparks' beautiful visual. And then the Santa hat Ben Magnet at the end. That was funny. I was not expecting that. Um, uh, you can check out his stuff at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards and you can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes, facebook.com slash official, or Instagram at subprocpodcast. Mike Matola, the great Mike Matola, will hopefully get on the show soon this year now that we are back. Um, 
with a, with another trivia challenge he wants to do that I think we all want to do. Um, you can find him. He does our logos. You can find him at Mike Mottola on Instagram and TikTok. You can find us on in, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, FickNerGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for Screen Rant. You can check out that link below. Ben? Um, you can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter, and also uh, not just writing for the website, now officially getting published in Old School Gamer Magazine. Yay. <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. Thanks. Um, Sparks. You can find me desperately, desperately needing to watch the last episode of Arcane at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. And Ryan. You can find me participating in the new X Men vote going on tomorrow on Twitter.com at DJ Tony Snark. Vote for your favorites, please, except if you don't like them, then don't do that at all. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google. like them in the movies. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next time, stay fake nerds.